You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood. This. This is the ToadHopNetwork.com. The best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, and Joel Geist. Oh, my God. Who sent you here? Dr. Drew hey. diagnosed the Love Master character a severe. Well, he's actually a sociopath. He's a sex addict sociopath. So, so there we go. We have Theo Hughley coming up. When you told me about you know your kids that you adopted that was clairvoyant, I told you the story about how he came. It was the dumbest, most <laughs> low level. It was like the Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> Adam Carroll is now walking in, carry like a buck slip. It's like if paper got a boner. <laughs> Tom Bergeron, I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? And Tom was actually played the game. I played against slow Adam. <laughs> oh, wow. And this didn't go in your book? I lost. It was <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Are you in South Africa? Yes, motherfucker, I'm in Johnson. <laughs> He's in the Matrix. Useless as tits on a bull. Make sure to visit our website, CraigShoemakerShow.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. I have to get right off, just start right off because it just happened. Sarah, why are you laughing at me? What did I do? I mean, I love making people laugh. Yeah. And even by accident, I do. And this was definitely oh. an accident. What? My, my headphones are going crazy. Oh, oh really? There's some technical oh, no. problems. So you're not really hearing so what I'm saying. I don't saying even know if either. my mic's working. I was laughing because you said that there's a guy that wants to do imaging for us. Yes, he wants to help us out. And here. why is that? And I said, uh, well, he loves us. And then? And I said, and he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> was there something weird about that? I don't know. You and Stefan both weird. lost it, was, it laughing. It was more the correction. It was like, he yeah. loves us. Well, he likes me. He likes me, though. He <laughs> likes me. I hold it. There was not an He's emphasis a... on the word. I didn't say, well, he likes me. I didn't uh, say it like that. That's I, why I was laughing, because uh, that's what it sounded uh, like. Oh, really? Uh, well, he does. He loves art. Well, all right. <laughs> He's like, he, thinks, okay. he thinks what we do here. Cool. I love what we do. I love coming here. Well, yeah, Me I missed too. you all last yeah. week. Yeah. I missed the, our audience who call in every every five seconds. I can't get enough of you. <laughs> you call us at any time. Uh, yeah, I'm going over the uh, – one of the things, uh, by the way, I have a little cold. Apologize. Um, it's got the cool radio trying to. Th- that uh, makes for a cool radio voice? Sounds cool. No. Sounds nasally to me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only do deep uh, impressions. You know, I was thinking to myself, Siri sounds very bitchy to me. Really? I want to change it to a male, and it should be Morgan Freeman. They're, they're adding a male. They're adding a male. Well, what about a one, famous yeah. one? Like, wouldn't Morgan Freeman be cool? <laughs> that would be How awesome. would he sound? Well, like, if you got mm-hmm. off, if you, like, made a wrong turn, somebody made a wrong turn. <laughs> you would know. It's okay. Everybody does it. <laughs> you now get sleep. off at the next exit and make a safe and legal U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else I can do for you, <laughs> right? I mean, wouldn't that it be would cool be nice, if Morgan yeah. Freeman talked to you? Totally. I think that would be cool. I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I'd prefer to have on that, but Morgan Freeman's kind of like, right? Well, it's kind of cool. He narrates everything. Might as well narrate your directions. What about Samuel L. Jackson? Yes, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> you got off at the wrong turn, motherfucker! motherfucker. <laughs> you would never mess up again. That yeah, is exactly. the dumbest driving. <laughs> I've ever heard about I mean, that'd be a fantastic idea. look at the big brain on shoemaker you know what we should do is we should, I should do celebrity voices you do impersonations yeah. and that should be who gives you directions 
right? There's yeah. got to be a business for that. Yeah, like Don Knotts, Barney Fife. Yeah. Listen, unless you want to be pulled over, you're going to have to make a make a safe and legal U-turn over here, right? What about Amanda Bynes? <laughs> <laughs> she would That'd, just be say, That'd be crazy. She would adventure. She'd take you everywhere. You she should be the. She should be the blood alcohol test. Oh yeah. Like her I'd, voice comes I'd up and goes, good. "You're gonna have to sit down. <laughs> you can't drive. You don't want to end up like no, me." She'd be like, like she, she wouldn't gives, be gives like, a warning. You can't drive. I like. You're not what? going to end up like me. That's a good yeah, one. You don't want to end up like me. Yeah. No, she'd be like an instigator. Of like, let's go get some firewood. I know a driveway. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> throw that bong out the no window. No one's going to. You're when not going to. police arrive, throw the bong out the window. Make yeah. sure you're 40 stories up <laughs> for true effect. Some of these people, I was going over the news today, and you know I'm an anti-news person yeah. in yeah. a big way. An anti-news activist. I am. I'm an anti-news <laughs> activist. I am. Uh, so you found out I'm in September opposition. 11th. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I was like posting like things about oh. like my own anxiety in life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait shit. a minute. That's when you feel so <laughs> I felt so. <laughs> These people like, are on morning and stuff here. Why is nobody liking my comments <laughs> on being Fuck. having anxiety? Never forget. Because, never forget. <laughs> never forget that it's about me. Yeah. Always. It, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's a big day, uh, 9-11. Uh, just read some uh, some big headlines, latest headlines on Yahoo. Tina Brown reportedly parting ways with the Daily Beast owner. Oh. Trader Joe's makes big Obamacare move. I mean, there are these things that we really want to talk about. Louisiana 9-11 memorial vandalized by truthers. Anyone know what a truther is? A truth teller. Uh, I don't know. No one knows. Yeah. Maybe they should get a new name. <laughs> because this is not working. Truth, truther. Yeah, a truther. A truther. What's I know I've I heard have, the term. But I, I have don't actually followed know. them before. So let me tell you what they like are. down an alley, or you mean like I followed them down the alley wherever they told me to go, and I followed the truthers. I thought it was really interesting and compelling what they have to say. Is it you know the truth? They They're about. 9-11 truth. Oh, oh those yeah, truthers. conspiracy yeah, the truth theorists. Really? See, I don't like the term, and neither do they. Conspiracy well, theorists, because no. it eliminates anything you're about to say. Yeah, Because everybody they... says that anytime you come up with something, like let's let's go back in history. Let's say Gulf of Tonkin, right? Now, the Gulf of Tonkin happened in, uh, in the mid-60s, and, and it was basically a lie. And the guy admitted it, by the way, McNamara, the Secretary of Defense, admitted that they made this entire thing up for the economy. Uh -huh. Because Lyndon Johnson, you know, is tied in with pe people, and they started a war. That's what people do. Yeah, they have to. And World War One started the same way, and then, it, and then the truth comes out that the and you don't like the word conspiracy, but it's true that they have developed this based on the economy. They say, you know what? Now we'll get, you know, Halliburton will make some money, and all the defense contractors will all make money, and then we'll our troops and everybody be behind us because it's the whole thing. That would be the theory on why 9-11 would have happened. Yeah. Now, here's my theory. Why would you not at least want to listen to the truthers and see what they have to say? And why do sure. they not have a television show? Would you not watch this show? Oh, yeah. Would you not watch a show where you have a debate with an architect is there, someone who works for the government and they, says that this could never have happened, an architect that says, well, the third tower came down because of this reason? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to hear that? Which makes me do, makes me believe more that there's a conspiracy, that they go to networks and say, you do this, there was one and that. we will shut your ass down. 
because you can only find this stuff on the internet. Right. The truth is, and I've seen Loose Change is a movie I watched, yeah. and uh, there's that, a lot. There's a lot made of them. like History Channel for a little while. Zeitgeist. What made it on History Loose Channel? Change. It did? Yeah, it got so big. Because I remember I saw it. I it like, did not. Yeah. It, I think they cut it up. It wasn't as long, but they still got like to be on there. Because I remember my mom came in the room. And she's like, that terrorist even might have made this. And then I saw it on History Channel. And the then terrorist she's like, <laughs> made and then this. She's like, and I pulled her out. I was like, there it is. She's like, well, how is that possible? I'm like, see? Other well, here's angles. Let me tell you my questions. Yeah. This is what happened when 9-11 happened for me. I started questioning certain things. Just as a common sense approach, which is how I approach life, right? Mm -hmm. And shouldn't we all? Mm -hmm. Someone broke this down the other day about conservatives versus liberal. Uh -huh. You know, liberal are usually the artists because conservatives, and this is nothing against either party, either person, mm -hmm. is conservatives basically want things the way they are because they don't like change, right? So if they it don't ain't broke, want, don't fix it. Yeah, and and also let's go back to the way things used to be. There's mm -hmm. that that theory and. <laughs> never really analyzing how things used to be, right. you know, when women were called broads and they didn't make as much money and so on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was but racism it's... and it was accepted and so on. <laughs> he just winked at me. <laughs> no, just winked at me. I think he called me a broad in his mind. Yeah, you're a broad. You're a dame, see? See? Yeah, yeah see? Well, you just stay in your place. Go have your little candy, your little candy electric cigarette, see? See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> broad shouldn't be able to smoke, see? You have to go in another room. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that would be the theory that conservatives, people of a conservative uh -huh. mindset, nothing wrong with it, just want things they're afraid of change. And many people are. So you sort of, you sort of go into denial about certain things mm -hmm. and you accept what the government tells you and what the media tells you because you don't want to go wander into that area. And now liberal people with liberal-minded thinking think to themselves, no, I not only want to look over here, I want to explore every nook and cranny and create art about it and, and have vision and so forth. And that's how the creative people work. So mm -hmm. most of them are liberal and most of conservatives are bankers and things like that with numbers and straight, straight on things. So there's nothing wrong with it. But here's the approach. I have more of a liberal mind. Uh, one that thinks outside this this box that we're put in. Look, 9-11 happened and we were immediately, immediately 89% of the country was behind what George Bush was saying and like rah, 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 our country. But this is how it's happened through history. So a liberal like me would say, and again, this is not a political thing. A person who of, of, of you know, vision would say, look at history. And this has been done time and time again. Gulf of Tonkin, doesn't matter. I was a Democratic president. doesn't matter if it's a Republican or Democrat. Gulf of Tonkin happened. It does. You're it saying a, you hate conservatives right now. <laughs> 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 just... I did not say that. Right, let's just get some calls on Craig. Okay. Wait, 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 no, wait a minute. <laughs> I get it. I Lyndon get what you're Johnson saying. was a major liberal uh, president. Who was I, behind the sh shooting of JFK. Got it. Well, maybe that, <laughs> maybe that too. How about that? Yeah. I mean, there's a very good chance that happened. Right. And there's a very good chance that was a lot of liberals that went after him. And there was also... Uh, Lyndon Johnson started the Vietnam War. He escalated it with this Gulf of Tonkin. It was a lie. Yeah. They mm. said that they did this, you know, this thing in the Gulf of Tonkin. Now the Vietnamese were our enemies. We had to go over, stop communism. This is the way we're going to do it. So that's what happens is there's a whole spin that takes place. Yeah. And it's no different than Nazi Germany. It's no different than any war in the history of the world has all been started because there's a spin that goes on. Yeah. So why would it not happen with 9-11? Are we, are we really... I'm not saying that it did. So here are the questions that I have when it happened. Okay, it's such a funny show.
It's so hilarious. You know, your cold makes you sound like Lewis Black. I've been sitting here trying to think, like, who does your voice remind me of today? And it's Lewis. It might be the politics, too. I wish I knew some Lewis Lewis Black bits. He has some candy corn bits and and NyQuil bits. This 9-11 happened here. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't he get angry a lot? Oh, yeah, a lot. Harrison Ford again. So it's a bunch of bullshit. Was it bad? Nailed it, yeah. I never knew I could do a Lewis Black impression. There you go. Maybe he, should do, maybe he should do directions. For <laughs> God's sake. I was calling on ramp. <laughs> that would give me so much anxiety. No, to have Lewis Black in my car and giving me directions would give me so much anxiety. You would bring in politics for every turn that you have to do. <laughs> exactly. Driving with my I dad. know you're a left winger, but try making a right yeah. turn. God. Uh, right, I'm not enough. All right, so... <laughs> So here was my thought when 9-11 happened, okay? First of all, there's a lot of people that benefited financially, so you always have to look at that big time, okay? If, you, if you're betting on, uh, if you're betting against Wall Street and so on at that time, you can make money from betting against. So there's people that made a lot of money with that. Plus, all the defense contractors, Halliburton, they had no bid contracts when we went to Iraq. We went to the Iraq War. Sort of made it seem like it had to do with 9/11, when it had absolutely nothing to do with. There was no Iraqis in the airplanes, none whatsoever. Had nothing to do with Al Qaeda, but we started spinning, Hmm. started spin, spin, spin. And he's like, "Terror, terror, terror!" He's like, "Push had like terror Tourette's." He's a terror. We got terror. We got to take care of terror, 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 terror. So enough already with the terror. So anyway, so there's a reason why one would do this okay because you know oil and there's oil uh-huh. over there and by the way it's going on in syria right now and obama is really disappointing me now talk about liberal and conservative again what's he up to with syria there's a civil war going on there okay yeah a lot of atrocities are happening but guess what try taking a step back africa atrocities out the ass Darfur everywhere, all over Africa. Civil wars everywhere. Well, Are we going make, there? No, because we can't make money there. Oh, exactly, right? Sarah. Exactly. <clears throat> but, but why is not somebody saying in a press conference, excuse me, excuse me, President Obama, uh, you know, I realize you can't make money in Africa. Is that the reason you're not helping them out, but you're going right to Syria because it's that's a region that you think that we're going to have something? That, so you see what I mean? So it's not about a political slant that I have, I just think this way with all of them, I'm suspicious. Mm. I think they're all t- have good intentions, George Bush, Obama, Clinton, and then someone pulls them into a back room. They go, here's how it's going to be, okay? We'll let you have this little Obamacare, okay? But everything else, we own you, okay? Or we kill your family. <laughs> so something has to happen that they completely <laughs> lose their integrity. Something must, uh, there's some call to Jesus talk that they're having because all right, so 9-11, why did we not at least question the following things? First of all, I said it already. The third tower comes down. Nothing hit the thing. You mean Building third? 7? Building, building seven. 7. It was like across it, the street, it, like a couple blocks away. It's like across away. the street. Oh. All right. That, it it impl- like implodes the same way that the two towers yeah. did. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows about it, yeah, but it's Joel, interesting. They don't know about it. And here's another thing. I used to live in Washington, D.C., <laughs> rush hour. This is the first thought I had was Rush hour, there are so many people that are right outside near the Pentagon. You're watching planes all day long. You're on the bridge there. 9 a.m. How does not one single person see an airplane going into the Pentagon? Not one. Not only that, I never saw, you saw clean up out the ass in New York, and you never saw one person cleaning up the Pentagon. Why? Why? Okay? 
Why do you never see an airplane? Why did you never see any videos of a plane going in there? Anybody ever see a video? You know how many videos are out there? My, the candy store has videos that you could have seen the plane going by. Yeah. Okay? How about, the, how about this one? This is the one of common sense. I'm a big flyer. How come the cell phones all work so perfectly with Beamer? I even know their names. Let's go get them. You know, let's roll, <laughs> you know, and all that. They're on the airplane. They go, let's go. I'm going, that's great cell reception. I wanted to know, before you're a hero here, before you go down, who's your carrier? <laughs> yeah, I've tried to use myself. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's literally impossible. Huh. Yeah. People say, oh, they used the, the phone that was on the plane. Oh, yeah, right. So the terrorists are going to go, anybody want to make a phone call? Yeah. <laughs> really? My my credit card's not working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like sliding it. Are you serious? We're supposed to believe that? I don't believe it. No. And then what happened to that plane? We've seen wrecks. How many train? How many planes have crashed in, throughout history? And there's a fuselage is nine miles away, and the wing is over here, and everything else, black boxes, and everything else, and not one piece of luggage was found. But what about the people that, that died in the towers, though? Like normal, like on. the stories. About I'm getting that. to that. I'm okay. getting to that. Just tell me about that outside of Pittsburgh. Where'd that plane go? Where in the hell did that thing go? There's not a single. And one, not one piece of plane anywhere. There's not one piece of plane in the Pentagon. Here's what the thing that I always wonder about that, like, because I haven't looked as deep into this, and I've seen a lot of the stuff about there not being a plane that crashed into the Pentagon. Yeah. But there was a third plane, right? There were people on a third plane that yes, never there came were. back. So where well, the hell did well, it go? Well, that, that's what people do is they go, oh, they then they challenge. Let's say I'm the conspiracy theorist, which uh -huh. I'm not. I'm bringing up these questions. Yeah. Okay. But what they do is they challenge, like, what happened to it. So then you get into that. But I'm just asking the questions. By the way, if you want to call us, I love to d discuss these yeah. things. Don't get angry at me for bringing this up. Why would you? Why would you not want to, for your own self, explore other avenues? Well, I, always I think there's that. a dress thing. I think it's such a – like, it's, it's devastating oh, to think that to the think people that they, in, our, in leadership – Yeah. To be honest, like, I think that that's too bad because it's like you would hope that people in the leadership positions over our country – would tell us the truth, you know, and it's devastating to kind of look at it and think that. Well, that it's like, you know, it's like not to compare yeah. it to this, but like catching your spouse cheating. You don't want to believe it. And how many yeah. years does it go on until you do Didn't, find yeah. it out? You yeah. don't want to believe something and therefore it becomes not true. Mm -hmm. And this happens to all of us on a regular basis. It's called denial. Mm -hmm. See a red flag, paint it green. And that's what we do. It's just a way to live your life. And again, that's the conservative value is, oh, I don't want to mess with anything. And that's why artists do what they do is they do want to mess with everything. Mm -hmm. They want to look at every single angle on something. So me as an artist, that's what I'm doing with this particular situation. So look at it as art. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else wants to see it as that. But, I mean, really look at something like, oh, by the way, call us at 323-622-8623 if you'd like to discuss this. Because it, it is, why is it not worth <clears throat> discussing? Why, could you, why do you just want to put it away and go to the hero thing? George Bush is on the top of the rubble with a bullhorn. Let's go get him. We're going to go get them. I go, I was thinking to myself at the time, they're underneath of your feet. They're already dead, the people yeah. that did it. Let's go get them. Who are you going to go get? They've already sacrificed their lives they're, they're for their cause, allegedly, and they're under this rubble that you're standing on. But he was like such a hero, and he had 86% approval rating because he was the leader of us being patriots again, and it brought back all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay? That's what it accomplished. By the way, at the time, the economy wasn't going well. His presidency wasn't going well. And guess what happened? Whoop! Then he got a second term and everything else. And now, so 
there obviously would be reasons for doing this. Now here, now we'll get to New York. If you ever watched that happening, if you watched it happen, watch the footage on it. There, there's a montage of footage you can watch where there's a broadcasters are in front of the buildings, mm-hmm. and every one of them goes. I heard explosions, I heard explosions, I heard explosions. Yeah. You know, there's a montage of it. And you see pop, 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 but just nothing, like a demolition, yeah. right? So w- what about that? And what about a building that was a structure? After the crash or before? No, this is like, this is when the, th- the building went, <laughs> when it came crumbling yeah. down. Like, and, and by the way, 1.5 seconds. Another thing I couldn't believe is like, oh, I've seen that there's before no in Las Vegas when they took the MGM Grand, Grand down and they did it intentionally with demolition. That's what they did. Hmm. And that's what this looks like. They all look like they're demolitioned. It came down professionally. It, it looks like it's professional. It comes down, it like, and you can't drop a ball that fast how fast that came down completely a structure that was built to take withstand anything it was it was was to withstand attacks and airplanes and everything else and i don't know what we're supposed to believe with that so if you're an architect give me a call i want to know That'd be cool. that i'm wrong mm-hmm. i would love to know that i that this is all theoretical and you come to me and you tell me i actually have one friend who's a really great guy and a guy that is a real open-minded thinker, and he works for Boeing. And I love it because I have talks with him. I said, what about that airplane? He goes, it can happen. It can disappear. Great. There's one person that can yeah. tell me, oh. and I still tell him he's full of it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, all of these things that happened, that, that other tower that came down out of nowhere, it just doesn't make any sense. So I started to say to myself all these things that I used to live in New York. I used to live in, I used to live in Western Pennsylvania. I used to live in D.C. All those places I'm going... This doesn't add up to me. And this is not where I wanted to go with our show. <laughs> but we went there anyway. We talked about it. Though. Yeah, I mean, it, by the way, this, is this not a form of cleansing? We talk about laugh it off yeah. on no. our show. I don't think I'm going to do a laugh it off about 9-11. No, no, no. no, no, no. 3,000 people why not though theoretically why 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 not it's a healing thing listen it is about the healing and by the way you know what else happened from that i the terrorists actually won a victory not from the amount of deaths but the chaos that they caused and to this day we're taking out our freaking hand lotion you know i was trying to eat jelly in the airport because they wouldn't let me take my jelly through i mean really i mean yeah. i said what do you mean ew like i just pictured you eating like a, a jar full of jelly no, i was gonna take i was trying to take a spoonful oh ky saying, jelly no not ky <laughs> what's wrong with you what is wrong with your mind regular what? jelly it was 10 ounces they jam? wouldn't let me yeah jam oh uh-huh. should i call it jam <laughs> I call it jelly. Now I just see him just squirting that tube of KY jelly. <laughs> I don't. I don't use KY jelly. Why not? I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't need to. Where would I use it? Up the butthole. Sarah. Yeah. Come on. Sarah. What? Sarah. I'm having thoughts. You don't want me to say them? <laughs> you want me to censor myself? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but they go a certain direction often. Yeah, <laughs> to the butthole. <laughs> I can't help it. They go to the butthole. The cornhole. Butthole. I don't know why, guys. I don't know why. Could have been because my dad wasn't around. I don't know. By the way, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of buttholes. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of buttholes, my dad wasn't around. Was that said intentionally in the same sentence? Because he was a butthole. Yeah, of a father. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He was a, he was a major. I don't butthole. think there's any mistake with that sentence within the same Freudian context. slip. 
I, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's a butthole. Yeah, he's a butthole. He was a major butthole. By the way, once you have kids, everything like changes your talk. I cannot believe Mika says to me, my wife uh-huh. says to me, is being around kids too much? She goes, I have to go pee pee. <laughs> yeah. Her had to go pee pee. Just the two of us in the room. wasn't like we had to like, you know, do a, yeah. <laughs> a censorship. I said, did you just tell me that you have to go pee pee? Thank God it was a poo poo. <laughs> that, that I wouldn't have enjoyed, but. I, uh, yeah, she, we talk like, like little kids. I do having... since I was a babysitter forever. I still, uh, let adult, when I'm out with adults, I always know where the bathroom is. And before <laughs> we go anywhere, I'm like, does anybody need to go to the bathroom? It's right there. And, uh, one of my, uh, the, David, when I was dating him, he, I was with his 72 year old aunt and she's like, Sarah, I'm capable <laughs> of deciding when I need to go to the bathroom. I was like, sorry, I got it, got it. My wife, by the way, has enormous boobs right now. Yeah, because she's pregnant. How come I get shit for going to buttholes (laughs) (laughs) and you always go to the titties? First of all, all, as we say in therapy, do not use the word always. I don't always go there. Never. But let me tell you something. Once we wandered into this territory, we went right from buildings burning to this. How fast was that segue? That that was fantastic, you're Sarah. Welcome. The way you brought you're, uh, you're welcome. Thanks for saving the show. <laughs> we get one call on our conspiracies. I will bet you buttholes are gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I use. That's what I use the KY for the butthole. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back to my superhero party we had the other day for four-year-olds. Oh, it's such that a, four year olds. We had a superhero that. party. Why is that boring? For God's sakes! Oh, now you see the pictures. The pictures are cool. Why is that boring? You sound like my, Kimmy. I uh, went with her to Vegas last night, and she was talking about my act. She goes, "You're really funny." She goes, "But there's things I don't relate to because I'm 22 years old, and you talk about." kids and stuff yeah. i said yeah. but you were one a couple minutes ago why do you not relate to that yeah by the way you know what she did when we got to vegas she's never been there before yeah i got her to go in the car with me because my flight was canceled i said just just jump in the car we're going somewhere you need somebody all the time I, with you what the hell she you didn't know you were going to vegas <laughs> funny you should say that uh, i've gone my whole career other people have posses i get nothing i have nobody that i travel with I think you really, and the people really i do travel with they avoid me like the plague also, they go they go in the room and, and, what do you mean oh you're one of them i'm not going anywhere near him until showtime i like my space everyone apparently does <laughs> space away from me so we went in the car you just Four got in a car and then went to Vegas. I you rented didn't tell a car. Her where you were going? Rented a car. Yeah, she, she knew where we were going because okay. the flight was canceled. So we got to do something about this. But I have to be on stage tonight, so we rented a car and we get on the road. She's never been to Vegas before. Really? And I actually really enjoy when people see something for the first time. Wait, it's when one was of my this? Big pleasures of yeah, yesterday. Oh, okay. Because I just went to Vegas. I was like, I'm. Gonna... You were there? Yeah, last weekend. Not your first time. No. Oh well, this was her first time yeah. in from you know, That's cool. fresh off the boat from Philadelphia. And uh, so we pull up to Vegas. Anybody want to take a guess at what she wanted to do? Anybody, so, just take a guess. So, so it's your first time okay. in Vegas. So what do you want to do? Something circus, really... circus buffet. Okay, good guess. Good guess. Um, okay, put not, fifty bucks on red. Not okay. Okay, great guesses. Oh, even... oh, see Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, you got anything? Buffet was my. Really? Yeah. I'm so hungry. Both of you went with the buffet. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> is that what it is? Can we order the cool food? Things of- 
Strip club. God. She's not going to be happy with this, by the way. Both of you both said that she wants not the buffet. That no. It's because she's chubby. No, of course <laughs> not. She's not. Why is she going to be mad about that? <laughs> I'm is, starving. That's, that's why. Uh, that's why you said it? I said Stephen, it what's your excuse? We're just saying the first thing that people do when they get there. Really? Vegas so is, you haven't been to Vegas your entire life and you're going, I got to have that buffet. want to walk the strip. Are walk you the strip. Me? Go to the MGM. The no, luck keep story. going. Um, no, how about way out wacky? And there, there's no way I would think somebody's got to do this when they get to Vegas. Uh, Very close. Indoor bungee jumping. Indoor trampoline. Remember you're a kid warmer. Oh, no, you're yeah. steaming my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steam, <laughs> like, so it's an indoor something. No, it's not indoor. Oh, she wanted skydiving. to jump off of the stratosphere. Oh, Can you do that? Yes. That's cool. It's wow. 855 feet. I didn't know you so could while do I'm that. doing my show, she goes, I'm going to go do it. Wow. I really want to do it. I go, really? Go, Kimmy. That is it. intense. Intense. I would hate And then I said that. to her, I go, there is no way. She goes, you would do it. I go, I would not. Never. And I said, I bungee jumped. I've skydived. I've hang glided. But I would not do this. She Wait, goes, but what she is goes, it? It's a bungee jump? She basically said, you wouldn't. I wouldn't do any of those, but I would do this. So it's like, what is the biggest dare? What do you fall into? I don't get it. You don't. I. It's like I was trying to get her to describe it. You're there's like on room at the top, right? Huh? Because there's a roller coaster too. So there's like room at the top. No, you're all the way at the top of the stratosphere, yeah. okay? And then you have a rope attached to you, and you jump and so you land on your feet. Oh, it's like a decelerator kind of. Thing? I think it's a, oh, very good. I couldn't uh, come up with that word. Like a Mission she. Impossible, where he's like. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I'd be scared out my pants. Yeah, no no freaking way. I did the bungee jump Did once. you see her? I will did, never bungee did jump. Did you see her do it? Uh, no, I was those? on stage. Oh, this is what she, she did, did do it, though. Yeah, yeah, she, she did, did. Oh, yeah. I think do she's it. Call and tell us. That's, That's rad. Awesome. Yeah. Can we oh, like go get like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich? <laughs> I'm right now. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll go down. Hey, can you want to split me? Sarah, do you have any reality ideas? Because we have a big reality producer sure just walked in our studio. Mm-hmm. Craig Armstrong is here. Oh, crap. He started with like uh, Survivor and Super Natty, yeah. creates all these shows, The Hero. The newest one, fashionist. And oh, listen, you, our call lines are going to load up. So you, as soon as Craig gets here, call us at 323-622-8623. If you have questions about how reality shows get on the air, I thought it would be a fascinating guest, don't you? Yeah. Well, Craig Armstrong, one of the big reality producers from 5x5 Media, uh, he is here with us, and he will come join us. We will not talk about 9-11 whatsoever, I assure you. He'll join us no, right no. after. Why don't you talk to him about the truthers? Like, they make, they would be a great uh, reality, a show. reality show. We'll bring that wait, up. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. Before, erase, erase, erase. before you yeah. got to write a contract yeah. that that was your idea, we're going to register it. <laughs> before he gets <laughs> before on the Before he gets in here. Okay, we'll Just do that. So, okay. Craig Armstrong coming up, and Fred Stoller a little later. Very, very funny comedian. We have a lot in store for you. It's going to keep getting funnier. I assure you, how could it not? (laughs) You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh. 
to leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff System too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Josh. And this is Ross. From the Josh and Ross Radio show. program. It's on live every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 Pacific time. And I, what would you say this show's about, Ross? Well, I think it's, you know, two male perspectives. Very strong male strong perspectives. Strong male yep. perspectives. I come from one point of view and you come from... The, the complete opposite, opposite end. Yeah. And somehow we meet in the middle. We also give advice to the callers in a segment we call He Said. He Said. If you didn't listen to it on Tuesday, if you missed it, go back and Watch the show on ToadHepNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. And while you're there, subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the show. That is just our way of saying, get into the show, bitches. Hey, but look at me. Now, just behave a little bit. That's about as behaved as I get. But no need to call anyone a bitch. Yeah. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. Eight ninety five to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Worth watching now because um, a very handsome man is on our screen. <laughs> Craig Armstrong is here. Now, he's behind the scenes, though. You don't get to see this handsome mug. Right. But we're, we're, allowed, we're exposing you to... What do we have? 100,000 100, people are now watching your shiny head. <laughs> yeah. This is new territory for me. I don't. Is it? I don't get in front of the camera much at all. Ever? You say much. Now, you're a big uh, reality producer. Obviously, you've done a fashion star, extreme makeover, home edition, super nanny, and so on. You've been doing this for years. We'll get to the credits later. Did you say the hero? I, I'm getting to that. Okay. And by the way, in your cool. promo, I said it. Did you, okay. did you? Oh, yeah. The, you yeah. mentioned all of it in my promo? I did the tease. I said you started, you know. Okay. I didn't even mention how you met your wife. <laughs> Reality show brought him his wife on Survivor. That's right. Yeah. That's the best. Was uh, she on gift. camera, Dallas? No. No, no, no. no. Thank God. <laughs> she wasn't walking around with a leaf over her vagina and he goes oh, i want some of that but uh I'm, I'm by the way did you get to see a lot of naked women and uh survivor oh i gotta get to that right away uh you know what uh yes and no while you're shooting they must be like naked and stuff like easily but yeah the, but you got to remember it's it's survivor it's it's in the jungle yeah. it's sweaty it's hot i'm it's way good with that disgusting everything you're it's, saying right now is very disgusting. fine with me no deodorant no toothbrush toothpaste elizabeth no. hasselbeck with that with that sweat and stuff she'd look better to me all right but you're talking early clothed. days those yeah, but you were there in the early days. <laughs> no, that's true. That okay, is true, and yeah. she's, you know, somebody uh, like her, and she was really cute then. I was into her. I was watching before her, and I thought to myself, if I was behind the camera, I'd be getting peaks over uh, here. You know what? On the I was on the Amazon uh, season. That yeah. was one of my seasons. And uh, Jenna, I think, won that, uh, yeah. that, Very good that season. Her and another girl, which I can't remember right now, they, uh, they had a challenge where they had to stand on a pole for... Ever did out you think in the he was middle going of the lesbian? Amazon. Did you hear another girl? Do you think he was going lesbian? Or is that just no, me? that's just it's you. just my thoughts again. I'm sorry. You're, You're in this butthole over here, but go ahead. <laughs> and, and in order to get off the pole, so to speak, uh -huh. and, and win the challenge, Jeff offered uh, a, a food reward if they would just drop everything. Yeah, completely, totally nude. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. No, wait a minute. They were hungry. They were hungry. So wait a minute. So Jeff <laughs> offers this challenge. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yes. Jeff probes yes. the host. He yes. steps in. Look, years ago, back what in the day. What a pervert! <laughs> Why is that a pervert? Who you, doesn't want to see a naked body when it's uh, Sarah? Seriously, if Craig? Bob Buckley was on a pole, <laughs> would I want to see his penis? Yes. I Would mean, you? I mean, it's different I, for guys. It's not like that's like, wow, that's sexy. That's a dick. I mean, it does good things, but like that. That's like, oh, I, I like that visually. it has activities now. And, and it does good see. things. It does good things. All of a sudden, it's a philanthropist. What do you mean it does good things? Doesn't it turn you Called, on to see a naked body? No, a naked penis? I didn't say penis. I said body. Okay, I mean, a naked body as opposed to. No, I'm just like I'm a chick. All right, I guess <laughs> chicks don't care about that, man. Yeah. I guess you're right about yeah. I want to hear what Craig's job description okay. is. Okay, like what does he do for the show? Well, by the way, he's right in front of you. You don't have to talk through me. <laughs> well, I just I have wanna, to make uh, sure it's okay with you that I talk. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. I'm a production assistant. A production. No, well, I'm PA. Yeah, good, good guess, Craig. <laughs> do I score the big ones? Yeah. <laughs> I brought in a production assistant. Listen, I. I had a grip booked, but he canceled. But he canceled. He dumped out. No, I'm uh, I'm executive producer. So executive producers are it depends on the show, but they're similar to a CEO of a production. They hire, fire, 
they're they're the uh, the top of the pyramid in terms of uh, uh, production. Yeah. Um, we also usually uh, deal with all the creative. We come up with the formats. The we money. find the talent. We get the dough. Yeah. You know, we do it all. Is and there then, a lot of money in reality television? Uh, surprisingly, uh, yes. Yeah, really? <laughs> no. I wouldn't say so surprisingly. I would go surprisingly no. If I heard no, well, I'd say the, that was a surprise. We're the redheaded stepchildren of, um, of entertainment. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good business. It's a really well, you don't have business. to deal but with it. But not they for don't the have to talent. Pay, There's they, not a lot of money for They don't them, have to pay right? writers. They don't have to, you don't have to pay writers. Well, you have some. Right. No, I mean we typically don't. Uh, you know, it's reality, so it's right. unscripted. Allegedly, unscripted means you don't have writers. Uh, so uh, full of it. Uh, so you, yeah. Yeah. How do right, I get let, around that? Let's be, let, <laughs> That's what let's, I want to know. They, they call them. They call them associate producers. Right. They call them water boy, craft services, because production assistants. Production assistants. <laughs> they're actually writers, but and it's down to that because writers previously, you know, would write scripts, and now they basically are. Now, listen, Duck Dynasty, very popular show. <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about one of your rivals. Now, I'm not going to say some. I do love the show, and I'm addicted to it, but it's the most scripted show. I've ever seen. It might as well be Downtown Abbey in the, in the Bayou because you can tell they've t they go. All right, this episode you're going to be upset because your daughter has a short dress, and to do 19 takes of you going, not that one, not that. One. You know what I mean? And you know that that's what, and he's coming in the room a hundred different ways, and you, you size going to do this, and then they're going to steal your tea on this episode, and that's what they do. It's just all written, right? Well, I, I actually uh, honestly have not watched Duck Dynasty. Oh really? Uh, I've is this kind of like me saying when somebody comes up and goes, "You ever see Carrot Top?" Yeah. Is this kind of like that? <laughs> oh, <actually sorry. laughs> He's so great. He's is that so kind of like? Were you offended awesome. that I brought up Duck no, Dynasty? No, 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 no. I, I think Duck Dynasty is amazing. I think. Look, we're in the entertainment business. All we need to do is entertain people. You yeah. Know what I mean, it, it, whether it's scripted, unscripted. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, Duck Dynasty serves a purpose. People love that show. It's hugely popular. Do you know what yes. I mean? And so there's nothing wrong with that. My whole family watches it. That's what I like about it is we all laugh together, except my wife. She's not into it at all. <laughs> but all the all the dudes, it's a dude show. Yeah. These are hunting and skinning ducks and stuff. Right. I won't get into Duck Dynasty. That's not in your credits. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's, I was addicted to Super Nanny. I uh, love Super Nanny. Wh why? Why were you addicted to Super Nanny? I will tell you why, because the, the guts that she had in dealing with some of these families, she would really be confronted with. She was like, you know, like a Dr. Phil, but uh, with the English accent. And a lot, of, by the way, a lot of it was, you know, obviously scripted and... It was kind of like... No, it wasn't. Oh, bullshit. It was not. Actually, it was not. I did Super Nanny. Super Nanny was my well, show. I know that. That's why not, I brought it, it was, up. Now, it was, it now was, we can talk about something you did watch. No, but it was formatted. <laughs> There's a difference between format right, and that's script. that's true. Okay, yes, so okay. We, we had a format that we had to do for the show. We had to go to, you know, A, B, C, D, hit all those points in the show. But she did her thing, man. She was she was really she was she good. She was good at what she... Oh, yeah. yeah. She was really good at what she does. And, and quite frankly, one of the reasons I watched it was to get tips. Yeah. On how to deal with the children, you know, when they behave this way. But that was like cartoonish bad kids. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Let's just take that as an example. You got a bad kid and he's acting up. I want a Megazord or whatever they're doing. They're, they're screaming over. They, they want something, you know. I want an inhale or whatever they're screaming about. Do you actually say, all right, let's take that again. And and, uh, and you like shoot him with a BB or something, so he like, looks like he's in pain. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's gone back to like old Hollywood. They, like take their dog and threaten to not give it back. Exactly. 
I mean, do, do, be honest with me. The show's off the air now, so you can say it. Do you ever? Do you ever? Do, <laughs> do, do you ever? It went six years. Ignore that broadcast. I know that it did. It was, it was a great show. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but did you ever? Oh, oh, did you ever up the stakes by doing something that would make the children act a certain way? I'm looking at you square in the face. Yes, I know. And and uh, the my fantasy no. partner. The answer is no. And, and no, no, because you know why? Because they're kids. Here's the thing about kids, especially at the age that we worked on with Super Nanny. Yeah, they don't really care. Yeah, they don't care if I've got two cameras in front of them, four cameras right. in front of them. They're your best candidates. Then. They don't care. They're going to act out because they're kids. They don't right. really care what's going on. And right. if they want something, they want. So you have a, a, a three-year-old, right? Yeah. I got a three-year-old also. Now right. I want to not do Super Nanny on my three-year-old. But they, they just they want to do what they want to do when they right. want to do it. And and I never, ever had to add sauce to the uh, – um, to, to them at all because they would we just sit you had to be patient we would sit we would wait yeah. and then sure enough boom like a bomb the kid would go off and we we're like all right cameras up let's start rolling <laughs> okay yeah. what know. about the parents did you ever up the stakes with the parents and say no and, but you know the parent the problem I had with parents is is that they would be begging for us to come you know they wanted to be on the show help me super nanny they were really yeah. really uh, wanting help and then when we showed up. You know, because we always mic them. So what they would do is we'd always always hear them mm -hmm. go into another room with their little kid and go, "Now listen, little Tommy, don't you dare, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Don't you dare uh, right. act they don't out." Want to be embarrassed. Yeah, because right. they were now they realize, oh, it's for real. You know, cameras are here, and you know everyone's around, and this is going to be like embarrassing for my family. So my kid better behave. So I'd always have to go to them and say, "Look." <laughs> It's a TV show. The show is about kids ba behaving badly. You got to help me out here. You can't tell your kid yeah. to behave good because that's not where we can't help you. You know, were they ever trying to hide stuff like don't like, yeah. don't you tell you when I beat you with the switch last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you say that yeah. on the camera? Oh yeah, I heard a lot of that. You did, yeah, and that didn't go on the air. Did did, did did you ever catch anybody that goes on the air like doing something that was really inappropriate, almost child service? Well, I had a I had a uh, on my checklist of super nanny wants. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to do was talk about uh, spanking. Yeah, you know what I mean, and go yeah. through the whole. Uh, you know, is it right to spank a kid or not? And, you know, in, in my opinion, you, you strike a kid who's only three feet nothing. That's, you know, that's hitting a kid. That's not spanking a kid. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm a, a, against spanking. Uh, yeah, I, I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend that spanks his three-year-old, and I have to tell you, I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's when he's weird. doing it. Well, this big giant hand. Is yeah, going on well, this little ass. Well, you want to go up to the guy and say, look, you want a fair fight? Come up and talk to me. You know what I mean? It's just not right, right, right in yeah. my opinion. There's better ways to do it. And it's a raging, too, that this yeah, guy does. And yeah. I'm like, it, every, it makes everyone in the room go, Ugh, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. And if you really play it out, Spanky doesn't do any good, and no. it doesn't make any sense. No. It's just one of those things that we mindlessly accepted because it was done to us. It was done to generations before that. But there's sometimes you want to go, hey, you know what? I'm evolved. Yeah, well, you have to break yeah. the cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you got to yeah. be patient. You got to get down on their level. Right. And you got to talk to your kid. Communicate to your kid is like the number one thing. So I wanted to do that on a show, and we found a, a, a family that would do it, uh, meaning that they would spank on camera, <gasps> wow. which was really wow. amazing. She felt there was nothing wrong with it. I mean, she just hauled off and wailed on her kid. Holy shit. And, you know, cameras were rolling, and uh, it was a really, really good episode for us because we helped her understand that 
you know, what the problem was with that. And then, you know, she, she stopped doing it. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she so stopped. it worked. Yeah, it really worked. Did you ever do follow-ups? Did you ever do follow-ups on the show? Like, yeah, you check I mean, that in a year later? Towards the end, I mean, they did follow Pull the kid aside. Yeah. They ever whack your ass. Come on, are they still doing it? <laughs> Can we help you out? The kid dimes them out. Are you kidding I, me? They went right back to it as soon as your cameras were gone. It's hard to do follow-ups because they do grow up. Oh, right. <laughs> so. Okay, we have a quest question from oh, somebody do. on, Facebook, on that Facebook that they'd like to ask Craig. What? Uh, what? Craig Armstrong, not Craig yeah. Shoemaker. Yeah, we'll have a problem with that, right? What do you yeah. think is the X factor to get a reality show off the ground and on our TVs? Very good question. Who's uh, that from? Anthony. Gay Anthony. Oh, gay, gay Anthony. Anthony. Gay Anthony probably show. has a gay show to pitch you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all ears. All right. I'm, I'm all ears. I'm, all I'm ears. sure you've heard them all, by the way. <laughs> uh, what is the X factor? There were... Uh, well, Isn't look, that the name of a reality yeah, show? Yeah, that's where I call got it, Call it the X Factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get sound, Simon Cowell. Define uh, X Factor. Actually, a good title is a good start. I mean, yeah. you know, if you have a really good title, that's good. Um, characters are number one. Yeah. You've got to have just really strong character somewhere in there. Got to be a character. So character beyond what the pitch in the story is, you yeah. actually have to cast it first. Yeah. Basically, well, you're going to the networks going, look, we've got these... Like, uh, oh, I, was, I was about to bring up Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Dynasty is a great example. I, of that. I know, but I want to come up with another one, Craig. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's so we've got one. The Rock. Yeah. And we're thinking about Wait doing a, minute, a show but that's called, a whole other example. Picture this, The Hero. <laughs> and we have The Rock. You know Dwayne Johnson, The Rock? We have him. That's what you went into a network with that, right? Who's yeah, not going to take that? But that's called a slam dunk. Okay, <laughs> okay well, that's a celebrity that was casting, though. So, so one so, I, one idea is good characters. Yeah. Uh, the other is a really good idea, fresh. You know, something that's somewhat different that's not out there. Uh, the other is to walk in with an A-list celebrity like like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is really helpful. Right. Along with a really good idea is really good. Um, Duck Dynasty, I'll go back to that. It's a really great example. Great characters. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Phenomenal, yes. They they didn't uh, – I don't think they all lived in that those homes. You know what I mean? I don't think that's where they actually live. Yeah, so I, I heard think, that, by I the think way. They just I, heard, found I heard one of the wives isn't even one of the wives. Right, right. So I think they just found the characters that these guys are funny. These guys are amazing. So let's just build something off of that. And that's exactly what they did. Is there anything you've ever been pitched – and you turned it down and it ended up being a hit. Because that's got to kill you. <laughs> that's happened to me. Um, no. Actually, really? no. no, no. Wow. No. Of all the things. I've taken everything. <laughs> <laughs> Except for years. I think Except, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. I met with them weeks ago. I was like, I couldn't even get a return phone call. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> How about my title? I thought that was a great title. Chicken Fried Bride. Wouldn't you watch that? Chicken Fried Bride. I don't know what, what it's about based on the title. There you go. Yeah. Right there. That's Damn a good it. example. What does that mean? Wow. I don't know what that's about. Really? Yeah. Chicken Fried Bride. Maybe we need a new it title. It sounds maybe a little racist. <laughs> that's another example. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Chicken Fried Bride is racist? Yeah, it could or be. like Watermelon <laughs> Wench or something. Like It sounds like a little bit like that. Now, that's that. a good title. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. See how it works? All right, so you don't know what that is. So no. I guess it, it's all right. I'm picturing some Southern Bride. There you go. What's southern her bride. ethnicity? <laughs> By the way, I'd rather no, not say. no, the idea was white. So I don't know where you got Chicken Fried I'm Black. Not, yeah. 
I don't know. Where where could I have come up I with that? No idea. Hey, where'd you come up with watermelon wussies? What'd you call them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> have there have there that been any celebrities that like thought they were reality show worthy and weren't? Uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure there have been. Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky enough to the ones that I've uh, worked with were really good. You yeah. know, I mean, Jamie Oliver uh, is a great example. We did Jamie Oliver's Food Food Revolution, and he was already a celebrity. Yeah, well, much. I mean, he's huge how, how in was the UK. He? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, huge in the UK as what? As a chef. I mean, he's a chef. He's a renowned, world right. renowned chef. Massive empire in the UK. Did he come to you or did you go to him? Well, I was working. Uh, he, they came to me. Ryan Seacrest called me up and said, really? uh, we have a show with Jamie Oliver. We're trying to figure out what to do with that. We would like for you to come on board and, and crack that with us. Mm -hmm. And it, I'd come off of doing uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition and Super Nanny. Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of transformational cred, if you will. Wow. And That's so my I you know, ran into Ryan Seacrest's office as quickly as possible because Jamie's a huge talent and he's really, really good. Yeah. And um, we met and flew to UK to, to meet with Jamie and hit it off, and we did two seasons of that. Won an Emmy or one of them. Wow. And, and so, and why only two seasons? Uh, because the ratings sucked. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was killing it. No, it, it was. He was big in the UK and not here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, he Americans... didn't have the Simon Cowell jackass factor. You know, I guess he was too nice of a guy. Transformational uh, TV is very difficult. That's the thing to I pull mean, off because it... most people want to see the negativity and yeah. the you know the the private. What do they call that? Where you're in the confessional booth kind of thing. What do they call that in reality? When they're like, you know, confession booth. Yeah, it's called confession. Yeah, confessional. When they're all talking to the the, the camera directly. Yeah, it's called a confession. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I came up with a title, but it was already used <laughs> for probably twenty years now. Yeah. Is that what it's really called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's what people want now, though. They want. Well, the look, I think people or, or love the hero the, though uh, would be another transformational uh, piece, right? Yeah, well, no, The Hero is a competition so. reality show. So yeah, but I don't know The Hero. What's The Hero? Okay, here we're about to see. So you this should the, know it. This is yeah, he should know it. But he yeah, didn't. not only this, we're talking to the executive producer. Creator I'm, I'm of speaking the hero. as the half the audience that may not know. He, I know he what does it is. know, by the way, but he's playing the audience right now. <laughs> we haven't we haven't explained it. <laughs> oh Perfect. Okay, so tell what the what the hero is. The hero was a. It's already aired, by the way. It was. It's come and gone. It was a competition reality show where we went to Panama and we Jeez. put nine people uh, pitted themselves against each other. And the point of the hero was to see what would you do uh, uh, in the in the uh, in the in the world of temptation. So if you're competing for a prize at the end, America's going to vote. But along the way, we tempt you with money. Would you take the money or would you? Um, say no to it and and stay with the group. Take the money and run. Take the, sort of, sort of. <laughs> well, like we know where you'd be. They wouldn't run. cast you for that reason. Because <laughs> you'd be, I take all the money. It. It's a character piece. It's really a moral sort of decision thing. It's like, yeah. as a group, will we work together as a group, or will we actually right. f fold on each other and yeah. you know eat each other? Yeah. That was the idea. And yeah. by the way, folks, uh, now's your chance. You have a reality producer to call us at three two three six two two eight six two three if you want to uh, perhaps pitch a show or uh, talk to Craig Armstrong about what it would take to put a show on the air. A lot of people are curious about some something like that because you know, remember when you were back in Dallas when you were a kid. <laughs> You're watching television. You go, I could do that. Even acting, like a soap opera, I could do that. <laughs> Didn't you have those dreams when oh, you were yeah. growing up? Oh yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Did you have a dream of being a producer or on on camera? Which did you want um, to do when you were a kid? Well, you know, I fell in love 
uh, with movie making for Star Wars. So I wanted to come out here and basically really? make uh, science fiction movies. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I was really into that. And uh, I came out here and I did films for a while. Worked with Oliver Stone and oh, yeah. did, a, did a few films and, and uh, did Mr. Show. I did a lot of comedy stuff back in the day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, you know Mr. Show, right? Yeah. 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 So now was, you hit home. The hero is yeah. no idea. Yeah. I know my <laughs> audience now. You guys have to pretend. Now you know who you're talking to over here. Yeah, I shot a bunch of comedy bits, about uh, 450 different uh, short films. But then uh, ran into Mark Burnett and uh, did Survivor. And once I did Survivor, I was hooked. Did really? I mean, yeah. So you were hooked into the idea of I really like this or, or I can really make some good money doing this and steady money. Well, it was bo both. It was both. Yeah. I mean, I really like uh, Unscripted. And the reason I like Unscripted is because you have an idea. You can set up yeah. this sandbox, this world. You can kind of set that up. But then you once you drop your characters into it, you really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And usually you can't write it. I mean, it's that good. How many retakes, though? Do you ever do retakes on something? We didn't catch that. Uh, can we go over that again? Or do, do you ever do that? I've, very it's very rarely. fascinating to me because, I, I mean, I think that I speak for a lot of people where you say, oh, they couldn't have done that on the first take. Didn't you? They had to, like, I know the duck. I'm sorry. I know that a lot of these shows, <laughs> they're going, that didn't see. I know you could play that better. Can you almost like an acting coach is there or, or writers there? Let's let's put this on steroids. So, you know, do you ever do something like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it just depends. I mean, I grew up. Uh, I was mentored by Mark Burnett. So Mark wow. Burnett was like, leave it alone. Trust the reality. Let the reality play itself. Get good coverage. Never stop shooting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But always, always just let reality happen. So I don't know if a lot of people do that, and it's okay either way. I just tend to like to just let things happen. Now, if it if it seems like the, the basic uh, gist of it was was there and it just sort of missed it, we might ask our host or someone to amplify it, but it's rare to go back to a contestant or uh, yeah. an you know someone who's not really in the business to go, hey, can you you know redo that for us? Mm -hmm. We would never redo a challenge, in other words. Right. Normally, what I was thinking maybe a fight that they're having. No, no. Oh my God, it's no. so real. No. Are I mean, you ever afraid uh, when they're what? fighting? Are you ever afraid when you're there? Like, we got to break this up. No. Like when people are fighting? No, you're not <laughs> no, afraid. Dude, dude, I'm, I'm, Maybe it's me. I'm, I'm codependent. I'm 6'3", 250 pounds. you kidding me? I'm not afraid of that. That's no. No. no I'm talking about emotionally. <laughs> no. I'm such an emotional wreck when people fight. I, I'm like, you know. No, I'm actually, it's great. I'm like an Al-Anon guy. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> no, let, let me let me get in the middle of this. Yeah, you, you don't want to do that. I'd be one to do that the whole time. No, then you would not make a good producer for that. <laughs> right. you got to leave it alone. you got to leave it alone. Obviously, we don't pe want people hurting themselves. But if a fight starts out like a screaming match, yeah. that's gold. It's gold. But aren't you afraid that it will turn into physical? And it has, right? It, you have had that happen, right? Yeah, but, but there's all sorts of uh, rules and contracts. And if they start a fight, millions of dollars are on the line for them. Uh -huh. I mean, people don't want to start fights. Right. It's not a big thing you want to do in reality. Um, I've but, seen it, though. They really look like they're ready to kill each other sometimes. But that's what's great about it. Yeah, I guess it's it is. It's real life. It is real life. And that does happen in real life. Hey, can you stick around for a little bit? I'd love to. Okay. Uh, Stefan, I didn't understand your sign there. I didn't understand what that meant. Something L.A. Shrinks? On Twitter, I want to know if L.A. Shrinks is coming back for a second season. I don't know if you noticed. 
Uh, if what is coming back to LA shrinks. LA shrinks. I've never heard of LA shrinks. Oh, where, where does it air? <laughs> Can we talk about Craig's shows? Craig Armstrong is here. Our yeah, guest. Craig Shoemaker. Duck Dynasty, L.A. Shrinks. <laughs> Let's just name all the shows you don't produce, <laughs> and name all the ones that are off the air that you have produced. We will. We'll, we'll just talk is about the King hero of the Nerds. Back, no, uh, Hero. We don't know yet. We don't know. We're yet. still waiting. King of the Nerds is uh, one that we're doing on TBS that we're in a post production on, and that that's a that's going to be a great one. And out. you actually have nerds, uh, some of the famous nerds from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, right? yes, oh, Bobby sweet. and oh, Curtis. Well, we're yeah. going to talk about that. We have to take a little break. We're going to listen to some music and. Some of our sponsors will talk, and uh, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about your feet. My feet? I'm like concerned about your feet. We're going to keep that as a teaser, and Fred <laughs> Stoller is going to be coming into our studio. Very, very funny, Fred Stoller. Uh, all that and much more coming right up. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson with What's Good, starring Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson. And we are a show that knows a little bit about a lot. We talk about hip hop, we talk about other people who can't help themselves, and we talk about all sorts of things, music, TV, gossip, you name it, we do it. Be sure to check out our show live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the ToadHopNetwork.com. And if you miss it, go back and watch it on ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. Don't be a jerk. Do it. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. It's very important, Candace. They have to leave a comment and rate the show. You know why? Why? Otherwise, we'll be on the bottom. And we'd like to be on the top, don't we? I know I do. Yeah, girl. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home in style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Downloads. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free.
Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Craig Armstrong. Craig Armstrong. Craig Armstrong. <laughs> Joel is really on top of that uh, volume button. Uh, now, I, you were you were talking. I was waiting until you were done talking. I, I, I said Craig Armstrong three times. Craig Armstrong. I, I thought you were that. still talking to Craig Armstrong. <laughs> You're like Craig Armstrong. I'm talking to you, Craig Armstrong. Craig Armstrong. Listen to me, damn it. We've said your name now seven times in a row, Let's so now it. we know who the guest is. He's a, a, a huge reality <laughs> producer. We're just talking off the air, which I don't like talking off the air. We do our sifta here. Save it for the air. We're talking about uh, what, what is the intention of this show, of this podcast, and I was trying to explain that, well, it's turned into, we started off transformational, spiritual, and now Sarah got a hold of it, and her DNA is all over this show, and it's basically now uh, assholes, <laughs> KY Jelly. The bus? No, no, KY no. Jelly. You brought that up. I like you already, Sarah. Yeah. I just, I just. The transformational what? stuff. What? <laughs> exactly. That's what people are. Let's go to assholes. What's this crap? You know, so she brings it right to the assholes. I talked about jelly in the airport the other day. She made it into KY Jelly. I was talking yeah. about jam. No, no, I was just seeking for clarification. Okay. okay. I know you These were. are all fucked up. What's that? My headphones, like they keep going in and out. You're, oh, really? Yeah. Your headphones are having a little rough time? Yeah. Okay. Well, Do you have any questions for Craig? Oh, you had some no. off the air as well. Craig yeah, Armstrong. They were private. Oh, they were private? Yeah. Okay. They had nothing to do with, uh, okay, no, they have something to do with private. your own reality show experiences. No, super, nothing like that either. Now, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of pitching out there and taking ideas, we talked about that. We were kidding around about that. But I've had ideas taken, and it is a nightmare. What do you do about something like that? I'll give you an example. Uh, That's all right. Uh, Mike Fleiss. You know Mike Fleiss? Yep. Producer of The Bachelor? Yep. He and I, when he was working for Bruce Nash, he and I, I did a show for Bruce Nash on, on ABC, and so he and I got together on the side. We said, hey, let's go pitch a show. I gave him an idea, and he goes, that's a great idea. And we go, and we pitched it. They said, this is a great idea. And it was at the network. We even went to the network, and uh, this is a great idea. And then they call us back, and they said, no, there's too many drug references, and, and, and we can't do that. This is, uh, and you know what the show was? That 70s show. <laughs> That 70s show. And the thing went on to last for years, a, a hundred years. And me and Fleiss. Now, Fleiss has done fine. I'm working the Chuckot in Wengalugie, Michigan, <laughs> cursing this show. But we pitched it a year before it ever came out. And what are you supposed to do about something like that? Um, well, look, there's not... Uh, That's Fred Stoller, totally by the way. I know Fred, Fred Stoller. Stoller. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to him later. But then, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, he knows me. He knows me. How in the world does he know you? He probably had a full head of hair when he knew you last. What? The thing with Joel Hodgson. Do you guys do something together? It'll come. It'll come. Yeah, he's a he's a big producer, Fred. So watch watch what you say. He probably had a lot of hair the last time you saw him. Did you have a whole head of hair until like probably five uh, years ago? You just you well, committed no, to the shaving. Years, ten years ago. You committed to the shaving of the head ten years ten, ago? Yes. I recommend That's for early. anyone who's going bald to shave it off. Wow. Right, right Sarah? Right. What do you mean, <laughs> why'd you go to Sarah on that one? Why is she the go-to on the shave, I, shave the head look? I've got plenty. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, but yeah, say, for sure. It looks great. I guess great. he's looks saying great. intrinsic for, in that, what he female. said was, as a female, don't you find it attractive? That was a lot of pressure Yeah, I mean, breaking bad. No, no, no. They I'm did just that. saying, wouldn't you rather have a bald guy as opposed to a comb-over? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did date well, someone with a comb-over. Well, you just put it in as an either or 50-50. There are other choices, you know. How about... How about like I do, you know, just like short? He has a comb. Ivory 
What? Keep an eye. Keep, I'm sorry. I Fred's trying to figure out. <laughs> Fred, Fred, you know, a conversation on a podcast goes much better when you have a microphone in front of you. Put him on. When people are in the background, I hear this guy go, who the hell is this guy with no microphone coming up with, how did I meet you, Craig Armstrong? On Ivory Wayne's uh, yes, TV that's, show. Yes, that's, that's exactly it's right. That's crazy house. We did some sketch. Yes, that's exactly out. right. I directed, I uh, you and I worked together, but we also did the improv together. Uh, back in the day of like Dallas and Addison, you did some improv. No, no, the only I never did Dallas or Addison. The only place I ran Irvine, into, to, maybe yeah, where Dave Becky was. Uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, the only place I ever ran into anti-Semitism was San Antonio, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> the I only place with, ever. Yeah, I grew or up the, in or the Sheep's of Bay, Brooklyn neighborhood. I didn't know Jews were a minority until <laughs> I grew up and went to Texas, and they booed me. Hey, Jew, where'd you get your nose job? Because wow, I guess I'm wow. Jewish, but don't have a big nose, so maybe I do. Are you know. serious? Yeah. They yelled this up. Yeah, they 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 had a country and western night where if you called in, you got it in for free, and I see all these country western guys, so it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I never did uh, Dallas. Keenan Ivory Wayne, boy, that, doesn't that bring back? He had a very short-lived. You guys talk just show. go through okay. your memories together. All right, right. Was just, <laughs> I was just bringing up something that totally was erased my radar during the I cuddle know, dummy too. bit. It was. Oh, the, that's right. The cuddle dummy. But <laughs> What's that? Was, what was that? Bit? I don't remember the bit, but all I knew is I had a. The joke was I was skinnier than this, and I had my shirt off, and I was cuddling a blow-up doll. I go, and, I, and I got my wish that it never aired. I, I got my wish. Well, it's good to see you, no matter what. You too, what. Craig, yes. Craig is now a big reality producer, so he's here. He's talking about how you get reality shows on the air, and, you know, are they scripted? Are they not scripted? And wow. that's we're just getting an inside uh, information on I that. Lo I love the, that stuff because... Um, I always wonder, like, there's a thing with storage wars that they, they planted stuff in the storage lockers and and Dr. Drew, um, Celebrity Rehab, where you, you just know, I, I, I'm actually, I like Dr. Drew now, I've been on his podcast, but I yeah. used to get mad because Dennis Rodman wasn't going along, but then they had another show where it was aftercare, and he goes, yeah, I'm going, because you know he's getting another $100,000. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and the ratings are better with Rodman, yes. as opposed to, oh, this girl was on a reality show you never saw. Right. They, they started to get desperate. But here's a question that's related to that. I was addicted to that show. That was one of my Which? favorites, Celebrity Rehab. I liked it, I but then I got mad. But yeah, I, I, I was too. And With I was... Heidi Fleiss and come on. And I don't know, but in real rehab, did they have people like having going to porno conventions and having <laughs> Heidi Fleiss and Tom Sizemore in the same room? Yeah, well, that was good casting because yeah. uh, she had a restraining order on the guy and everything else. And so then that you was, put him in rehab that was, Exactly. This is perfect. You know that they're creating this. Is that what you guys are doing? Oh, this would be perfect. But then there was she... someone, a rapper's mother. Remember that? Who I, know, I know, I <laughs> know. I think it was even his grandmother. It was, yeah, it was just like, yeah, with oh, a bad just, wig, and she kept yeah. changing wigs and stuff. I was. This is a question I, I, I had. had run uh, DMC in my office just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just well, I'm sorry to interrupt. But I, I the entire I run? No, just and the uh, DM DMC. Wait, wait, or wait, the wait, D, wait, the wait, M, or the C? No, which one did you? One guy. <laughs> I just love cheesy celebrities and. Oh, so which ones have you done? I know I'm late because I, I had a park where you where you go for the Academy Awards, which this is, and I had such anxiety on that street. It is a lot, yeah. He's done Hero, uh, Super, Super Nanny, Nanny Survivor. Survivor. 
Food Nation, all, all these shows. You know David and he has a new, is a new David Pritikin. I know David really well. Okay, Fred. <laughs> Fred. Hey, I'm contributing. <laughs> this is really inside stuff. Let's, all let's right, just, I'll shut up. Uh, I'm just, the late guest. I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't even been introed yet. I know. I He's doing a so do you much. know that nobody could ever care about in the entire <laughs> listening audience. <laughs> Do you think there's anyone in the audience going right now? I really wonder if he does know David. <laughs> I wonder what his answer is going to be. I'll They're shut hanging up. on that. I'll, one, I'll give a good inside joke. David Pritikin has a brother. <laughs> no, 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 it's you're funny. not going to. It that better be. That <laughs> looks like him, and she, he's gotten slapped because they thought it was David. Now he does the women. Was that the funny? Oh. Yeah. That, but wouldn't it be funny one, if you had a brother that looked like you and he'd get slapped by women? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> So uh, here's the question related to celebrity rehab. See how I'm trying to include both of you in the conversation. <laughs> Don't which you haven't even introduced yet, Fred Stoller. Um, so celebrity rehab, I'm watching it, and there was like Biling was on the roof, and they always they would go dun dun dun. You know, they would cut to the commercial. She's on the roof. Is she gonna jump? Now, first of all, you know it was six months ago, so she didn't jump, or you'd see it in the news. Yeah, that's what. Was, but here's the thing. Craig, the camera people, if they are in danger, or is the camera person not allowed to help them? Uh, yes. If they're in danger, if mm -hmm. there's a problem, people will help. There's, there's, there's like, we're like human beings, you know what I mean? Right. It's like you're not going to watch somebody jump off a building or, you know, in the best case uh, of actually someone not helping was when uh, on Survivor Season 2, the guy fell into the, uh, the fire. Uh, but they did pull him out and help him out. But, oh, right. That's but, right. He had, uh, uh, like, second-degree yeah, burns. Yeah, he had pretty bad burns. But, I mean... I mean, shouldn't somebody have, like, uh, been there and stopped the uh, Kim Kardashian wedding to Chris Humphreys? Yeah. Shouldn't somebody have... <laughs> Absolutely. That was, that was a, a catastrophe. We all knew what was going on. You didn't want to... You should, there sort of, should have been humanitarian aid on that one. Yeah, but how many people watch that? See, that's what's unfortunate. It's like, yeah, nobody wants to watch goodness. Yeah. Well, well like, sometimes I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're not interrupting. <laughs> well, no, you're part in part conversation. of the conversation, I love this stuff yeah. on intervention. Sometimes yeah. those people couldn't really help, but yes. they sort of did. Remember that? Yeah, intervention is a great example because yeah, they're, they they shouldn't stop and help. Like you, you care too much. You got to like not. You got to look at the big picture on these things like intervention. You they need to just let it happen. Yeah, camera guys can't get involved. Uh, if they do, it'll mess up the whole big picture. So. Do they get paid a lot of money, the camera people? I always wonder that the ones that go over to war, like, what are you getting out oh of this? Gosh. You can get a gig here for double the money, and you're, like, you're shooting supermodels and stuff. Oh, I mean, and you're over there? Some of these guys actually live for that. I mean, I worked, with, live for I, it, yeah. I, I worked with a guy who did uh, Deadliest Catch, and, you know, that's just a camera guy, an audio guy, you know, on a boat. For X number of days, it's horrible. It's like yeah. the worst job he could possibly have in my mind. But he loved it. He just loved and it. And is he getting paid like uh, as comedians or actors? We get stunt pay, for instance. Are they getting a little extra bump if they have to risk their lives? Uh, no, it's just in their contract. It's just regular. Can I, can I ask him a question? Because it's about him. You can ask anything, this. Fred. Uh, on Celebrity Apprentice, I, you know, I know it's all for, no, no. I know it's all for charity. Sorry if this has been asked, but. I would think they get the celebrities get paid the longer they stay there because they're working like 12, 15 hour days. And, you know, I, 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 I could see some of them go if they're not getting paid, they'd go, I'm leaving. This is stressful. And I'll write a check to the charity. Do they get paid? <laughs> do they get paid? Do you think each episode? No, they don't. I really? Mean, yeah, really? It's, all, it's, it's, it's exposure. But I know yeah, dancing exposure. with the stars, they get paid the longer they stay. 
Yeah, that's that's possible. I mean, each each show is different. I mean, some shows will pay contestants based on how long they last. You know, like if a contestant's out first, they get a small amount of money. You mean the celebrity? Uh, or a contestant. It doesn't right. really matter. Uh, and if they're the final four or they make it to the final two, they get a higher number just because they made it that far and they get paid out. So sometimes they do get a little bit of uh, money or stipend just because they, they hung in there. Does yeah. the on-camera talent, like the celebrities and stuff, they don't get paid very much money then? No. Typically, typically uh, on-camera talent, especially on an unknown show or a show that hasn't even been on the air for either pilots or first-time series or whatever, the, the pay is not great. I mean, it's mainly exposure. It's mainly just trying to get everyone clued into this new show. And then once the show uh, happens and if it does really well and then all of a sudden it becomes gangbuster then obviously renegotiations take place and right. it starts going crazy yeah mm-hmm. fred stoller you ever been on a reality show no no i yeah. uh i have a perverse pleasure of watching them. some of these train wrecks but then some i i've heard some things actually on um what's that uh god i get to an age where i can't think of names uh <laughs> last comic standing <laughs> yeah. i was telling a story about seth rogan and in the middle of it i couldn't think of the name seth rogan <laughs> in the middle of nice the story it's <laughs> yeah but i heard that they 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 did this thing where they're getting off the uh the bus to the hotel but but they recreated it to make it look like they were staying in a suite and uh just really this is the last comic standing. yeah someone who i know was saying that they they, they Checked into some crappy hotel, and and but then they had to take all the comics and make it look like they were checking into a nicer place. And they've done it. They've had writers punching up because the comics run out. So there's a lot of stuff <laughs> oh on Last Comics. Did you ever do Last Comics? No, I, I not really, even like it. The that first would be, round that would be really humiliating. I could be humiliated in other ways, but <laughs> a guy my age who doesn't is, is returning to. You know, it's and being judged by people I've been doing comedy 37 years longer than. And uh, just to be in those houses, no, no, I've never. Uh, I, I, did, I, I did it one time. You did it? I did. I and did. Where were you? you did Last Comic Stand? No, here's what happened. I mean, I went in and this was a they time. They didn't pick you? No, this was a time in my life I was having panic attacks. Oh, okay. I had really bad panic attacks. I just attacks. had one on Hollywood Boulevard, being late. Oh, my. <laughs> All those Batman and Lois Lanes, I swear to God. It was. It was you, insane. Do you, have, out there. do you have literal panic attacks? I think so, yeah. I used to have them at, I can't on take stage. take a full breath. And it was, yeah, and I thought I was dying. And then, uh, you know what makes me mad is that Dick Sean, he died on stage. Oh, I've had that the dream where I either I yeah. collapse on stage, that fear, or you'll have Tourette's. Well, at least yours is a on, dream, and you're no, on no, a No, no, but I've had that fear. I'll uh, be on Letterman uh, and scream out Michael Kramer stuff like a Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know what, you know what's sad about this is on my side of the camera, yeah. we actually live for that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Craig's going, really? Why don't you and Fred come on our show and have a panic attack? We'll call the show Panic Attack. We'll just have all the comedians that are freaking out. What are you really thinking right now? So this damn Dick Sean, he died on stage. And people thought it was a bit. And they thought it was a bit. His son was like the stage manager, and they let him die because they thought he was just like relaxing on the stage. He was doing a thing, and people were laughing. They thought it was the intermission. Uh, And the guy was dead. you got to come up with like a code word. (laughs) <laughs> like a safe word? Like a safe word. Like if something, you collapse, you got to like say something like monkey or, or well, you, you know, something you would never say. Well, I ever. have the How panic. About, this is real. <laughs> it's not a, a bit. Being a single guy, I have the fear of uh, having a... Uh, a stroke or something, and no one finding me for days, and I'm alive in my own body, and no one's feeding my cats or they're eating me. Or so I always have the thing. 
Yeah, that's that's a scary. I mean, you have actually have not changed a bit, Fred. It's oh, good no. to see you. All I want to say is I hadn't seen this guy in a long time, and I, I look. Can I see your head? You still married? Uh, yes, uh, but to a different. Uh, okay, because I saw him with the most beautiful woman, <laughs> so I, and I said, "How do you produce these reality shows?" I want to do that. Yes, good. That you're still with her. Yeah, good for oh, you. Oh no, I'm still with her. Yes, good. I this guy, you go. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, something. She's beautiful. Yes, so good for you. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> yes, I'm very he's, fortunate. He's, he's, Bald, baldness yeah. works. That's actually what? how we know each other. What is it's from our wives? Oh, our really? wives hang out. Oh wow. Yeah, and it's like uh, very beautiful wives. Yeah, yes. we 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 done good, and we're, good we were both you. married before. They're, to, they're blind, but to <laughs> not so uh, happiness. Wow! I'll take say? anyone that will discover my body on the floor. After <laughs> I, uh... So that's what you're looking. I for. do. I do have that fear. <laughs> you know, it's great to have. I don't mind dying. I don't mind dying young, but just the fact I. Oh no, not dying. There was I, there was a woman who, uh, an old lady that lived. A, well, it sounds like a poem, but across from me, and she. We didn't hear her for days. There were Christmas gifts. And we, we, and then we heard gurgling. She was alive on the floor for a few days, and no yeah. one came for her. Then the the cops busted the door open. So that would be bad. Yes. And that's the problem when you hear the stories: is you go next time you gurgle, you go, "It's me. It's yeah, happening yeah. to me." The Dick Sean thing. So I've had this happen on stage where I just like start freaking out. Wow. And I anyway, I went for last comic standing. That was like nine hours ago, I think we started yeah. that story. <laughs> so, and I went and I someone convinced me to do it. The producer was my manager. And he goes, You should do this. So Wait, I went in. So you did do it. So last Barry comic Katz standing. was your producer. Yes. Well was, that that's that's an in for a lot of people. It, well, here's the thing <laughs> is I went in there and uh you know, I made it past the first just the, hanging out with the judges, right. who I knew, by the way. One of them yeah. was in my guest house. He used to live in my guest house. I'm going, listen, Yeah, that's what I was you. just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of weird that that's who's judging you. And they all know what I can do. So then, then I went on stage, and I tanked it. And I went after this guy that brought his audience. He, like, literally brought an audience, oh, so man. they gave him a standing ovation. And then I went on, and I tanked. So I knew I was not going to go on. This was the very first round, and I hid you know that shot where they have everybody like oh you know God. here's the big reveal i literally I, yeah. found the biggest body i could find <laughs> i was like where's the john panette look alike so i could get behind this guy and i hid i don't think i was on camera i begged my manager said do not put me on that camera so technically i was on the show wow. it's not one of my credits though i had that one hidden oh my God. along with the magic johnson show <laughs> don't 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 oh don't, don't, don't start on that <laughs> did you work on that what? Did you work on Magic? Tom? No, no, no. I, but I know the story. I don't. <laughs> I told Craig the story the other day with his other reality guy, Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor. Uh-huh. By the way, I introduced them. They're like, you know, I introduced them. I arranged the golf day. And then by the end of the day, they're best of friends. They don't call me. He calls me for the other guy's number. He goes, what's Craig's? What's Chris's number? No, but no, that was. I have a poker game. Not that you're invited to, but I need to number so I can invite my new friend, Chris Harrison. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe right in front of me. Like I was right. You could have like Googled or something, or gone to any other lengths, but go through the guy that introduced you. That's who is the now way. Not gonna why, be where else would he go? That's why not working. go through the guy that introduced? Because he's them. not inviting me to the poker game. Aww. It was a very exclusive poker game. <laughs> <laughs> so exclusive that you had just met the guy two minutes before. That's how exclusive it was. Okay, you're not going to get out of this one. <laughs> you could try. Fred might be able to change the topic for yeah. you, but it's not going to work. Anyway, <laughs> so 
So the nerds, the nerds have, have, a, have a show. You. By the way, Fred might be able to help you with that show. Have you, Would have you consider you, yourself nerdish? No, I, I have a big problem with nerds because nerd means oh. cool now. And it's like all these people, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm going to go to Comic-Con because I'm into cool stuff like robots and anime. So <laughs> I, I think I'm a nebbish or a set. You know, that was a different right. thing growing up. Nerds means spiky hair and hey, dude, and riffing on pop culture. And, and you so. don't get your ass kicked uh, like yeah. you, we did back in the day when you yeah, were a real nerd. nerd you got yeah, your nerd, ass kicked. Nerds are but, like, like hipstery now. But, do, but don't yeah. you think it's good to try to turn the nerd... Uh, you know, because there is a nerd in all of us a little bit. Say yes, yeah, because this is the premise of his next show okay. that's coming out. No, next I'm just year. saying there's During a post production between... on this, Fred. Before you talk, a airing in January. Just realize well, this airs in is January. it the nerd like the Chris Hardwick type, or is it the uh, Revenge John of the he Nerds? John Heater type? Oh, okay, that's a different nerd. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's someone the new else. Nerd. People hijack the word nerd. We had we had John on the show, in fact, but it it was uh, the show is King of the Nerds, right? Yeah. It's a second season. But is that with um, not, not with Curtis Armstrong? Yes, yes. Oh, I love Bobby and Curtis. Who yeah. was in the original Revenge, Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds. No, I yeah. saw that. So Bobby Carradine, Curtis Armstrong are hosting the show. They did an amazing job. They're they're really really funny guys. Yes, incredible great guys. guys. I know them. And and um, we had an incredible season. We shot it just recently, and it, it's going to air in January. And it's it's funny. It's it's on TBS. It will be on TBS. I saw it already. Yeah, I like the it. first season, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and so we just had Bobby a blast. Carradine. Uh, by the way, I'm having a poker uh, night. Can you uh, give me his number so I can invite him? I absolutely will. Give uh, thank you very much. Yeah, He'll never the, call you back. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exclusive game. I'm having only nerds. Only people that would not be invited to an exclusive poker game. That's who I'm. That's who I'm having to the poker game. I feel. Bad. By the way, you should invite me because I lose all my money to everyone. I'm the worst poker player ever. Actually, it's it's true because Chris actually cleaned out. Yes. By the way, oh, thank you, boy. You talk about karma. So he invites Chris Harrison, star of The Bachelor, yeah, as opposed to Craig Shoemaker from the Magic Johnson Show in 1998. <laughs> so he doesn't want that. So not only do they rub it in, guess that, that's how they rub it in. During the poker, you know how people tell stories? They took my story and told my story of the Magic Johnson show. When did we do that? that during the poker game. Chris told me you guys kept doing, oh, Craig. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Chris was doing that. Chris yeah, was of course. The story. Yeah, you go, oh, yeah, I'm glad you had a blast Actually, on my story. Actually, he did a good job of impersonating you, impersonating Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to, yeah. They don't, yeah they, don't need, they don't need the original, yeah. for God's sakes. They need the guy who actually has a series on the air right now. Craig Armstrong, I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you. Sorry for taking your time away. But I, no, it's, it was, I, just, I, I love this topic, really. I like, uh, uh, I like these train wreck shows. and We're going to talk about your topic. My, my train wreck called, career. Uh, maybe we'll have you back, The Life of a Perennial TV Guest Star. Ooh. That's, isn't that a great book? That's a, that Why don't you have a reality show about that? And can I, I be a PA on it? Yes. Because I thought of it and introduced you again. I, you thought of it. I only brought one book. Uh, I don't know if you want to fight over it. Or if I'm going to take it. it. Yeah, uh, you know you want to give it to the well, guy who can it. actually do something with it. Uh, yeah. As this was exciting. Yeah, it was. It's a uh, stuff. Uh, Craziness. Fred Stoller wrote the book. He's our guest here. Uh, Craig Armstrong was our guest. You two exchange numbers. I'm really happy that I could introduce you again. That's fantastic. That's my job here, for God's sakes. Thank you. Hey, uh, you're welcome, Craig. Uh, Craig's my fantasy football partner, by the way. We're going to win. We're one and oh, baby. And uh, we're coming back with the one and only Fred Stoller right after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network.
Radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh! To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney, microphone, pet supplies, and doggy bones. World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, the Scruff system too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru. And the butt knocker. From the Sportscast, Wednesdays, 4 to 6, Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got You Got Not the Fuck Out, Bonehead of the Week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live, toadhopnetwork.com, or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. It's hard to find a good piece of pie out here. Oh, yeah. Pizza pie, mm. as we call it back or east. bagels are mm. conicious. That's true, and it's the water. Did you know that? That's what I, Actually, uh, long story short, I did a movie about called Fred and Vinny. Remember Vinny D'Angelo? Oh, sure. And we would talk about that, yeah. You did a movie with him called, called Fred, Fred and Vinny? Fred and Vinny. It's oh, my God, Netflix I have to streaming. see this. I should have brought a copy. Are you serious? Yeah, he... Vinny D'Angelo, and he, you did a movie? I started with him. Well, basically, he became agoraphobic. He couldn't leave Big the house. Yeah. And and he was the adoring parent I never had, because since he didn't go out, he lived vicariously. Oh, my God, you went to the video store? Uh-uh, in the post office, he was the happiest agoraphobic. <laughs> and I would yeah. call him any time yes lenny the bird lenny the bird was he and lenny would he talk through lenny yeah and lenny would be lenny cr- would, yes. you're cracking up len you fred went to the post office no way man no way and he yeah and he like i said i would call him with every and he had this thing the fred tape anytime i was on a show he would he'd be going me and len were cracking up and and yeah. then it turned out he was living with someone for free this guy dan and mm-hmm. All these guys like Wid, the legendary, legendary Wid, yeah, would bring him food, and he was the happiest agoraphobic. He just loved staying and lived in um, lived in New Jersey in a house, uh, yes, on like the third floor. Exactly. I, I used to visit him there, yeah. Uh, the Deptford Mall, I forget. But I never got was... asked to be in the Vinny and Craig movie. It was just... No, but, but what happened... I'm very upset by this. Well, no, Another but... thing I was shut out on. Well, what, what he <laughs> then it turned out, he said, I may want to come to L.A., try to be in... He had a, a dream to be an extra. Then he would charm Bruce Willis and get to be in movies. That was his thing. <laughs> he goes, I'll charm a big star like Bruce Willis. Who lived near him. Yeah. They're from New Jersey, the same area. That's so, why he was after Bruce Willis. So he had this uh, goal that he would... He said, my plan is I'll stay with you, Dom Herrera, Adam Ferrara. He'll alternate. Mike Saccone, these are all Philly kind of guys mm-hmm. or people he knew. And then he'd save up. None of them were alternating. He was stuck with me. <laughs> and I By the way, I was on the list, too. You are? I was on the list of people that would just like not answer the phone. And I was so, stuck hey, with Vinny. him. And you actually answered the phone and let and, him in. And I wrote a movie called Fred and Vinny, which uh, did pretty well. It wasn't in movie theaters, but it was at, we won an audience award at no the Austin way. Film Fest. I should have brought you. But it's on instant? On yes, Netflix, Netflix streaming. streaming. Great. Right. I'm going to watch that. If you give me. It's uh, in reality, basically. It's, it's like. Yeah, well, Craig was. We just missed it. It was a reality show. You know, the funny thing was, people, I'm playing myself, and people describe it as a movie about two pathetic people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I did the movie. I didn't realize just how pathetic I am. Yeah, well, he was, uh, yeah, and he died of, uh, what, how did he die? I can't well, remember. Well, we gave away the movie ending, but that's uh, okay. Oh, really? No, 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 that's all right. Ends? He, uh, uh, yeah, he, end, really? With him dying? It's it's a sweet, sad... I'd say that's more pathetic. At least you're still alive and thinking no, about um, death. There's a big difference. No, but he was... Uh, it's a sad, sweet movie. It's a yeah. redemption because we were estranged. Mm-hmm. Then we got back together and... Just about our friendship, but it's it's just about isolation. It's a thing. Every the thing that people love about this movie is everyone comes up to me at a festival and they tell me about their Vinny. This guy lived in my garage. I couldn't mm-hmm. get rid of him, or he was he was he was so charming, and that's how he was able to f- have people help him out and bring him veggie burgers and right. Yeah, yeah. So, he was a stand-up for a while, which was really odd for his agoraphobia yes. because you're in front of people, well, people do and you that have to, to travel. Here, and... I found it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'm saving you. it oh, right now. It. Let me see. And the guy. Oh, my God. Do you know I have who to it? see this. Yeah, Angelo Sarukas. It says this is the... 2011. Yes. Yeah, he died years. like seven years ago. No, he, he died in uh, 2001, but 
Long yeah. story short, um, my book, Maybe We'll Have You Back, I wrote that a long time ago. It was, I couldn't get it published. I kind of got discouraged. And my friend Steve Scroven, you may know him. He's on our show. We love Scrove. Oh, yeah. And He's been here. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. And then he goes, you should write more prose. Why don't you write about your friendship with Vinny? So I wrote this story and um, didn't do anything with it. Then Steve, as you know, um, did, did a movie about Ralph Nader. And he had the bug. He wanted to do something else. He goes, let's do a movie about you and Vinny. I go, what's well, about a guy that wouldn't leave my apartment? Isn't that claustrophobic? <laughs> he goes, well, that's what could be good about it. So it took us a long time to... Because Steve writes on sitcoms to find a window when he could do it. And wait a second. So Steve directed it, and, and was it directed it. like reality, or is it actually written script? It's a script, right? It's, it's, a, it's a, a script, but it, but it seems almost real. Yeah, no, because oh, you have someone else guy played, played Vinny. Vinny. Oh. Yeah, and you, it's uncanny. Really? If you see it, people who, who saw it goes... Did the guy never know? Did he ever know Vinny? Or just no, no, we him? had auditions, and uh, oh this guy God. became more like Vinny to... Me and it was, I don't I don't know if you knew this, but this guy Vinny was besides a oh that's another reality show you should you should talk about hoarders. But Vinny never erased an answering machine tape. He lo right. he wanted one day to listen, and I have I have I inherited his tapes from uh, who you know what's his name? Uh, oh God, I can't think of the names. The Bookers in L.A. John Schuler, or I mean in Philly. Um, Clay Zirconi, Clay, all these people. He's yeah. late for gigs. So, uh, so he's got he's got all the tapes. Yeah, I saved got them from him. He never raced an answer machine tape. He just one day they, they wanted to listen to them all. Oh my god! So I'll send you. Uh, you give me an email. I'll send you some MP3s of oh, him oh, I and Wid cracking up. Does it ever have him answering? Remember, oh yeah! Remember you actually you could answer yes. them and your Hello. and it would record your it would record you. Yes. Yeah, so this uh, it's it's so weird after he died. Which way? It's still a good movie, even though I'm giving away the ending. I'm not. <laughs> but. Um, it still was after he passed. I, it's like I hung out with him because I got the tapes and was listening. Just people you would know, no one else would know. Like, um, oh man, Brian Whalen, and just yeah. just listen to all these Philly you, guys. Yeah, exactly. Big Daddy Graham, and yes, yeah, so, you you were uh, so you ended up close to a lot of guys from my town, Philly. Even though you're from New York, I, I was from New York. I, I met you in Long Island, is where we used to work together. The rainy, not the rainy night house. Yeah, so. that was East one Side of them. Comedy Club. East Side Comedy Club, Chuckles. I worked with you at Chuckles, and you know there was a rumor of me. Um, I think Kevin Sullivan started it. That um, the East Side Comedy Club, there was a a graveyard next to it and they said I would hang out between shows in the <laughs> cemetery I don't think Come I on, did that Fred, be honest you don't think you did that but we all know you don't have a good memory <laughs> maybe I that's did that's why it, you have yes. the comics around we can beat your memory yeah no 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 so Philly no I I don't know if I heard that rumor no I don't think it happened I mean no I bonded with Vinny because we were both misfits and he like I said he was the adoring parent I never had and then I want to get I want to talk to you about that now you regard yourself as a misfit and now how is it that you say to yourself I am a misfit I mean one would probably deem you that someone else but you yourself are a self-proclaimed misfit well you know it's weird you were talking about uh, with Craig the king of the nerds I don't fit in like nerds have camaraderie hey dude let's talk about Game Boy right. 3 yeah. and I was just this totally isolated guy at least in these shows all the nerds they had a pact and they talk about calculus right I just I don't fit into <laughs> well, almost you call anything. that a loner would you yes, consider yourself yes. a loner? I, I, it's weird. <clears throat> I'm isolated, 
but it's weird. Then I'll go out and see someone I know, and I'll hide. I don't want to see that guy. <laughs> so yeah. it's by choice. Maybe a that's lot. why I haven't seen you in twenty yes. years. <laughs> it's like I'll run into you on an audition or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember that a long time ago. Do you, now, do you? Uh, when people say, "Can I have your number?" Do you give them a fake number? Do you say, "Do you avoid it?" I mean, because you're, no. you're really thinking yourself. Well, with Facebook, I, everyone is so accessible, so you can't hide from people like you used to. <laughs> I, I once did that. There was this really annoying guy where I bumped into him at this restaurant, and he's a guy that Vinny would take, you know, this guy and say, Freddie, come on, let's see, gods must be crazy. Gods must be crazy. Must be crazy. <laughs> so every time I'd call Vinny up, he'd go, hey, gods, gods must be crazy. Must be crazy. <laughs> so I bumped into this annoying guy, and he, he said, hey, Freddie, can I have your number? And I gave it to him. And then I'm eating at another table. Then I said, you know, I, I think I'd like that number back. <laughs> I, 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 I was so scared. And I said, it's not the right number. I'm in between apartments. I should have it back. So I once did that, yeah. Um, now, who are your good friends? I mean, I used to hang out with Seinfeld and people like that. I never that. really hung out with Seinfeld. You didn't? And plus, I did a thing called a Kindle single, which helped get my book called My Seinfeld Year. And he's... I didn't really tell all. Jerry's a funny guy. I just told what it was like writing on Seinfeld. I never. Oh, you wrote on Seinfeld. Yes, for one season. Oh wow! And did you have a writing partner? Because I know that. Oh uh, no! Like very, McHenry and Shaw. Yeah, no, I didn't have that. You, I, it was by yourself. You were hired as a staff. Well, writer. the book's about. Um, I did the Kindle single, which did well, which led to the book, and it just says how maddening, isolating writing on Seinfeld was because it's not like an aggressive table where they're pounding at the stories. You're on your own. And I remember you couldn't uh, write unless you had a Jerry Kramer, Elaine, and George story approved, and they had to be mapped out. So I'm trying to find Jerry, I mean Larry, and he's never around. And he goes, well, why'd you write, start writing that up? You know, well, you, I better approve it. <laughs> and I couldn't find him, and he'd yell at me. He goes, uh, like I try to pitch a story. And I'd stop, and then he'd go, how does someone like you buy a shirt? I can't picture you. Fun how do you buy How do you function? Do you really drive? So I was just this retard to him. It's a sitcom him. within a sitcom. It was. So th so that uh, Were I you on the show as well? I did a guest spot the, the year after I was let go. Yeah? You were let go as a writer. And it was Larry David who let you go. Yeah, well, they just didn't bring me back. Yeah. yeah. That's why my book's called Maybe We'll Have You Back. You hope every time you do a guest spot, they say that. Well, you were back a lot on Raymond. I saw you. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah. play his cousin. Yes. Right? I would say the cousin, the difference between playing the cousin and the brother is $77 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I look more like Raymond Brett really Garrett. You really do. And I'm the cousin. And you talk like him, too. Yes. Yeah, so Did you go in for the brother <clears throat> role? No, I didn't. I, I auditioned for a different part. Um and I'm auditioning for people I know, like uh, Lou Schneider, who was a stand-up mm -hmm. and wrote on it. And Ray was there, and they, and they were they were laughing because they said, "I said now," like he says it. They go, "He's he's like Raymond now, you know." Now, <laughs> now. So, so Steve Scrovan, who I mentioned, was a writer. He said, yeah. "You didn't get it, but if there's ever a cousin part, you'll get it." So then I was brought in as the cousin without auditioning. And then, oh, really? Yeah. So they, you don't have to audition. Well, I auditioned for another part, and they just had it in their mind. Right. I, I should be a cousin. And they, that was a recurring role. Yeah. Now, uh, and Ray actually gave you a, uh, let's yeah. see what Ray says about you. He says, I don't know why Fred was never regular on the show. Maybe because he's annoying. <laughs> this is just kidding, Ray Romano. That's on the cover of your book. Really? That's what <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
I like that he was hanging on my words just as much as anyone was. Oh, I thought you for the first time. Oh, actually, wait, wait a minute. I thought you were reading the forward. Which I gave the book away. He wrote the forward to my book, which was very nice. Ray did. Yeah, so he didn't write that. I go, wait, wait, that that made it in the forward? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, if you go to Amazon, that's right in the front there. That's all it says that he said. Oh, no. And it says what what shows you were on and so forth. Yeah. You've been on a lot of scrubs. And uh, Hannah Montana? Yeah, do you have how old are your kids? Uh, Yeah, I've got 15, a 9, 3, and 1 on the way. Okay, then I. One of the ways never seen Hanuma. Three year old, maybe she would by a girl. A boy, yeah. Maybe well, he'd know Handy Manny, Tools That Talk. Yes. Hi, I'm Rusty, the monkey wrench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I used that to hit on single moms at the farmer's market. And, uh, what a great idea. Yeah, it works. Hannah Montana, yeah. Well, wait a minute. No, I want to go back to the monkey wrench. So you're 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 a Handy Manny? Yeah, it's Tools That Talk. Yeah, and you're one of the tools. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, have you ever been laid from that? Because the moms think, must go crazy. So. That's like a big celebrity for a kid. I had actually Ray Romano go up to uh, well, Justin. Probably, my son Justin was little. Uh-huh. And he goes, they don't understand when they, you do voice. I know, and, and when it's the actual voice, because I'm friends with all the voices. You know, I've had you know SpongeBob call my oh, kid. Tom, of course. Tom's calling him. Hello, Justin. He's still like karate chopping his neck, and I'm going, whoa, oh, yeah. no, we're in Tom's the middle of an great. airport. Cut it out. No, he really goes so Ray, all out. So Ray Romano, he goes all out talking Tom to my kid. Kenny. He's such a good guy. And so Ray goes up to Justin, and he goes, I said, he loves, he loves Ice Age. And he goes, Hi, I'm Mammy the Mammoth. And he goes, that's really good, but you're not as good as my dad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he's, telling, he's telling the real one that I'm better than you know, the kids. They yeah. Under, yeah, I like I, I, my iPhone. I sound like I'm doing a plug, but there's a, a, a thing you could talk into uh, and you could email a voice message, you know, or uh, send a message, you know. Yeah. So sometimes I'll do that, like, hi, it's Rusty, and the kids will get all excited. <laughs> no, as a favor. <laughs> I don't just pull phones I out know, of people's I, hands. Yeah. <laughs> so let me do that. I was, just, yeah. I was wondering that. Yeah. You would at the farmer's market, though, if you were going to get some action. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, your 14-year-old, uh, no, no, those they love those Disney shows like Shake It Up, I did. and Yeah. Yeah, they you're like a rock star to I know, and Josh. Like, yeah, you like know, Rondell Sheridan, we've had him on. My oh kids my go God. crazy. I did that uh, Corey in the house. Oh, you did that Those one? Those shows are so broad. I didn't enjoy it. I like Rondell, but it was a food fight and you had know, things <laughs> slipped and crash on your head. Those shows are like vaudeville. Yeah, but, you, <laughs> yeah. but they don't bring you in to be broad, or do they? Do they want you to be broad? Because that's why they're bringing you in. Your character is so well, you know, the funny thing is on television. When I did uh, Hannah Montana. Yeah. I played like a Ben Stein, like kind of low key guy, but even even in playing low key, it was so over the top. Slower, Fred. You should come back here. You know what I mean? Oh, then so, when you go over the top, was slow. Oh yeah, like more deadpan. I'm very energetic. How do you get more deadpan than you? Yeah, hiring you to be you. Oh yeah. So those uh, Wizards of Waverly Place actually for a kid show wasn't so. Over the top, and it was you work fu- all the time, oh sort of. It's slow um, sometimes, but I I love writing the book. I love. I'm always fitting into other people's puzzles. I like telling my little journey, and yeah. I'm going to 
Cherry Hill. I, I didn't know there was a big circuit of Jewish book festivals. Yeah, Cherry uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I'm going to there. Uh, Detroit, St. So Louis, doing, Atlanta. You're doing a whole book tour, right? Who who publishes the book? It's a little place, Skyhorse from Norton. But I, uh, you know, I hadn't been to New York in ten years. But the book brought me. Really? I had to stop doing stand up. I would say you can't dabble. And the book is actually making me dabble again because a lot of the St. Louis and Atlanta have to do my act. So I'm going this weekend. When is this going to air, by the way? Uh, we're on right live now. right now. Okay. You're, I'm actually gonna, on, you're I'm on gonna, television. I'm going to do a little set at the um, Comedy Magic Shop. So this is Comedy Magic. Yeah. In Hermosa. And so I've been Club. dabbling. It's Comedy Magic Club. <laughs> yes. Not Shop. You have been out of it for a while. Yeah. It was actually never called Shop. So really? It Comedy Magic no, Shop. Comedy Magic well. <laughs> It's not That's called a that? place where you buy pranks and you know, and little magic balls. But what's and stuff the club like called? Comedy Magic Club. Okay. Yes, in Hermosa Beach. You'll be there this week. Yes, Friday and Saturday. I would love to see you. Just, just like eight yeah, minutes. Too. You know, you know. Fred I was always one of the always one of the you know, funniest I guys. Realize, You're also someone that makes comics laugh, and that's okay. very rare. You know, with stand up, I realize the fun part about dabbling is. I, I'm going to do some jokes that are probably older than you. That I'm not like a Doug Stanhope or Louis C.K. Well, you throw out an hour every year. At right. first, when I returned, I was trying so hard. And I go, you know something? I'm like Three Dog Night Reunion. You just <laughs> bring out they, a lot of these old jokes. It's like they're so old, they're new again. Well, not only that, uh, there's nobody in the audience going, oh, I saw him do that in 79. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right. What year did you start comedy? I st well, I had a false start in 76, but I passed auditions at 78 at the Improv. At you, the Improv. You know who I, you know who I, uh, I was online with... Uh, a guy named Stephen Buse, who became Steve Buscemi, and he would take no. his shirt off and make muscles. Yeah. Wow. He yeah, did he stand tried up? stand up, and he would basically just make muscles. And <laughs> Keenan Ivory Waynes <laughs> would run the improv on Tuesdays and put him up just to laugh at him. And so at then, him. then he did. Then he quit stand up, did performance art, and then I saw him in a movie. Uh, I forgot what it was called. New York Stories, and he was in it. Uh, Nick Nolte, yeah, and he was doing some of his performance art, and then I bumped into him. Great guy. So he, uh, I used to wait online. <laughs> Anyone with him. know which one he was talking about of the great guy? Was it Nick Nolte? Steve Buscemi. So Steve Buscemi was a stand. I mean, There's a lot of guys that ended up. They were stand. They tried to do stand up. They ended up having huge careers elsewhere. Even Larry David, you were talking about. Well, yeah, he, used well, he to be was a stand up. A, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I start Gilbert Gottfried. I would hang out with uh, Jimmy Brogan, who I see at the Comedy Magic. Right now, sure. and who do you hang out with? I mean, who, do you, who do you actually allow <laughs> someone to have your phone number? We had to go through publicists oh. and stuff. I usually have all the comics' okay. numbers, but not you. Uh, no, no. I, not that I want it. Don't worry about it. You don't, know, don't have a panic attack right now that I want your number. No, you can have it. You can we'll have be it. fine. You could have it. Um, I just want to know who do you hang out with. Well, I, I How really did we get him then on the show. Stefan Stefan. Oh, I'm, wow. a, I'm so accessible on Facebook. I've known Fred for 35 Facebook. years, Facebook, you and get yet I had to go through Stefan, who's 19 years old. For God's sake, whatever you um, are. You so, know, I don't hang out with. I'm very isolated. You know, you get to my age. If I don't have kids, it's hard to hang out with friends. Have kids because they, you know, or um, you know. How are you with their kids? Do they annoy well, you, you, or are you Uncle Fred? Nah, you get to a point where you, you're at a table. They're all talking about what school. Oh, let's go to laces. Oh, you got to get this. 
And I'm just sitting there. I don't want to hear it. So, or, you know, I went you, to Phil Rosenthal, great guy, but he had a party in Malibu. He's and the producer of Everybody Rick, Loves Raymond. Like, yeah. Put his shoes on. I, 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 the one, the wife's going, don't run, have him run through the sand. Get, don't have him eat a pagel. And you just sitting there. <laughs> you know, so it's a different world. But, um, so you know you're what? not Uncle Fred for these kids. No. No. And do you have any desire to have someone to uh, watch you die? <laughs> Maybe right now. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've thought of that, but it's so hard. It's I don't know. It's I know it's hard, but I mean, do, you know, maybe listen, I'll be we go deeper on our show. We want to know. You know, I want to know. Deeply I I hate to say it's not what it's you long for. Not about life. money. Most likely, that's not going to happen. But unless. I, I, I kind of think maybe I'll meet a woman who got the kid in the house out of the system, and then, you know, hey, you just want to hang out with someone. Do you, you know, when's the last time you had a steady girlfriend? Well, I did this thing where I I went back with someone, so back and forth, and she had nine cats, and <laughs> so it was too much. What the hell was I going to say about the... Uh, nine cats? Yes, now it's down to six, and it's still insane. I hope that wasn't because of you. <laughs> eliminating it, three cats. No, but the kids, I understand it's a joy, but it's hard. So, uh, you know, I I know yeah. oh, Paul Lyons used to open for you and sell books, so I, I'd like yeah. to open for you and just sell my own book. Oh, oh, I'm I see. I'm just kidding. You That's a great that. idea. Yeah, great <laughs> so idea. you open for me and <laughs> sell my book. Oh. By the way, you enjoyed Craig Shoemaker, but he doesn't have a book and I do. Oh, my God. I, You know, I stopped doing stand-up. It would be so hard to do it now because... I did this movie Little Man in Vancouver, and I stopped in at the comedy club. And now, now all stand-ups sell some CD after their set. So, mm -hmm. and and there was one guy sitting there; no one was going to him. So it's so humiliating to bomb, and then you have to. I did this. <laughs> speaking of wit, I did a. College, and then everybody passes you by yes, for your merch. And you're already bombed, and <laughs> you know. So I, I did this thing, the college convention in Nebraska, and Wid was there, and I remember. I not only did I not do well, the next day I had to sit in a booth like Lucy and Charlie Brown, and no one got, gave me one job. Oh, it was so depressed. Did you ever do any of those things? Those NACA or NAPI conventions? I never did one of oh, those. Oh, you pay to be in it. and You basically pay for this booth for people to... You do a showcase the night we're before. We're comedians because of our low self-esteem. Yes. And then they put you in a booth just to increase your, your low self-esteem. Yes. And it no makes you one, feel even worse about they yourself. They just stand by... I, I it's like it's like in Amsterdam. They have hookers oh, in the windows. Yeah, that's what you're like. You're like, you're like a, a like a, an ugly hooker with with a disease with an STD that nobody has any interest in whatsoever. That's, they might knock on your window for a second. To well, tease that, you. you know, I know someone who does these autograph conventions. He used to be on Gomer Pyle, and he um, he does those autographs. Who is it? Which guy? Ronnie Shell. Oh, I know him, of course. And he says people just stand there and they look and they just keep walking. So <laughs> he's I, one of those guys that already looked fifty, though. So he must look yeah. good now. He's eighty, he, so he. Well, when he was twenty, he looked fifty. You're right. So you're he probably right. now went back to fifty. Probably looks no, great. He, looks, he used to do impressions on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him when I was a kid. I Ronnie will tell Shell. him someone. You all. Tell him I'm a fan. I and would you, stop. And you, you could be on. I'll come and back. And he could do his Cary Grant impression for me, talking to Jim Neighbors. If anyone in the audience knew him, I'm sure he'd be a good guest. But you got to. <laughs> right. But it's like doing the Pritikin jokes. Only I get. I'll have him on with John. Biter. I think Fred That's was. <laughs> I think Fred's my favorite guest so far. To wow. be honest, like, totally. So like because I'm like I like I'm mesmerized <laughs> by him. Like I, I I'm just brought extra books. So funny. There, so funny. By the way, there's your date. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you someone, who's, 
Someone who's younger than my jokes. <laughs> how, how old are you? 28. Wow. 28. I think some of my jokes are older, but... And she, and she loves to isolate. Yeah. Well, you, what area she's, do you live in? No, I'm asking her as a date. No, that's why I love the Grove, because you can, like, bump into people... And have an interaction and then go home. You know, it's not, you could just have three minute interactions. I live in Studio City. There you go. Wow. Yeah. You guys could take this off. I just I'm going to do my business here, okay? okay. Fred Stoller's our guest. Maybe we'll have you back. Should I say that to him now? <laughs> oh, Maybe we'll have you back sure on the show. The Life of a Perennial TV Guest Star. Go get the book. You can get it at Amazon or how about FredStoller.com? FredStoller.net. No. Someone took Stoller.com. <laughs> And is extorting it. Of course they did. They're extorting it for more money. Yes. Maybe, listen, sell some, buy some books. Fred's such a funny it's guy. On Kindle. And then, so uh, and, and I'm going to go check out Fred and Vinny. And yeah. uh, Brian yeah. and Jill will be here next week. Remember them? Yes. Brian and Jill, we love, oh, that's going to be fun. I'll be able to sing with Jill again. Jill Whelan and Brian Phelps, formerly of Mark and Brian, and Jill, formerly of Airplane, and she was the little girl from Love Boat. She's all grown up now, yes. and, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure, sing together. Fred Stoller, thanks. It was great Am to I see gone you. Am I gone? Yeah, another 38 years. I'll oh, so you. I'm over on this thing. All right, yeah, you're done. I'm leaving. Okay. Hey, all right, thank you very much. And, thank uh, you. It was a real lot of fun. Sarah Sweet, Joel Geis. Oh, by the way, I'll be in Temecula at Aces, Murrieta, actually, California, on Friday and Saturday. We just added the date. So uh, if you're out there, right, go pass the word around, put it on Facebook, whatever, and uh, you keep laughing it off. We'll see you next week. Oh, that was a lot of fun. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. Enhances the